is Snakes and Otters, a pointless discussion of eternal questions. Get ready. We're about to live in your head rent-free. Hello, Otterites. This is episode 201. No, yes, 201. Two. Two. 202. 202. That's right. That's right, because something happened to 200. Where's the zap My numbering button? is off. Where's the zap button? Get out of there. <laughs> 202. We're at episode 202. I am Martin. And I'm Robert. And I'm Francis. I am Marcus. And I am Cajun. All right, gentlemen, here we are, the uh, five of us together once again, and it is Code of Honor. Hooray! Code of Honor. Hooray! Hail to the Empire. Hail to the Empire. Empire. Hail to the Empire. (laughs) So. Not going away anytime soon. No, I don't don't think so. Uh, (laughs) So, uh, Code of Honor today is uh, kind of a freewheeling, we don't really have a theme, although I I threatened to impose one at the last second and... uh, and to Made us all it. scramble for a moment. There yes. was a bit of rebellion to that, so uh, yes. be careful. But people can uh, be. Phased, I can still apply the agonizer at will. So uh, God. Uh, those usurpers left behind a few toys for me to play with. Uh, being the uh, running of the security board here. Those doggone serpents and beavers, people. Mm-hmm. That's right. We're so you. lucky to have uh, closed that portal from the other dimension. At least for now. Mm-hmm. Yes. Who knows when they might break through once again. You'll have to keep a good eye on the negative zone at your place, Francis. Absolutely. They, might, sure. they might find a way to connect the two. All right. We'll, yes. we'll be watching. Yes. God knows Annihilus might just open up the portal just to wreak some havoc. Well, I think I've got the shields up pretty well, but you never know. You never know. All right, gentlemen. So, uh, <laughs> Code of Honor. and um, We're here all week, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Tip yes. your waiters Tip and waitresses. Waiters and waitresses. Yeah. Can we mush together more cultural references? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I, mean, yes. I, I think. Uh, I mean, people are like. Obscure cultural references. I mean, none of that should make sense. What are they doing? Our depravity knows no bounds. Yes, quite true. All right, so Code of Honor. Uh, as you know, uh, listeners, this is uh, not just one of our fav- favorite episodes. This is uh, one of the most popular uh, episodes that we do. For downloads, yes. For downloads, Absolutely. Everybody yes. loves them, yes. Uh, it is... Uh, Being the most popular podcast in the world that we are. Yes, yes. No. Absolutely, that's correct. Uh, we are, uh, you know... True are, harmony, yes. We are taking over the world uh, slowly. You know, we're Very no slowly, rush. but we're, yeah. yeah, it's going to happen. Within the limitations of our own minds. Mm-hmm. It's the only Out, limitations it hurts we have. a little, have. doesn't it? <laughs> well, you know, it's the only limitations we truly have, yeah, so... True. <laughs> God knows our egos are not limited. No, no. no. That's why I said within our own minds. Yes. That adventurous American spirit of manifest destiny means That's right. our, mm-hmm. podcast has to take over the world eventually. Yes, yes podcast destiny. Yes. There you go. That and unique facial hair. Yes. Except for one of us. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Call me out on it again like that. I like my baby smooth face. Very much so. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well. You know, when you did grow a beard those many, many, many years ago, it, you looked good in it. It worked. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. It was gray and I, I long think, ago. though, uh, you know, the, the problem with for Francis was that he had more hair on his chin than on top of his head. So the chin had to be shaved. The balance was like off. That. Yeah, it's yeah. balance. Mm-hmm. That's right. I, I think Francis would look terrific in more of the, the Cajun mode with the beard and the shaved head. Really, I, oh. I think it well, would. Well, I mean, I think it would be a powerful look for you. Really, man, you're again, stepping on my vibe over there. So no, but he take has that such a street preacher vibe already. Oh, so you you want me to go all Obadiah stain on you? You know, from oh yeah, you stained your what? You remember? <laughs> no, no, Obadiah. No, that's his new Obadiah name. Obadiah stain. That's Francis right. His new name, Obadiah. Obi. Yeah, Obi. 
I love it. Yes, yes. Hey, hey. Uh, Doesn't Obi Jeff- mean grandmother in Hawaiian or something? It uh, might. I don't know. Yeah. Hey, you, you can't hey, Granny. Jeff, Bridges, Jeff Bridges. You know, come on. All right. So, Code of Honor is where we take uh, one particular saying or quote from each one of us, and uh, we philosophize about it, and we talk about it, and uh, pound it to death. And then when we get to uh, Robert the Hammer here, uh, it's my job to tie it all together with uh, something I pull out of my ass. And he has success. His he's what uh, one hundred ninety eight to one to none. I mean, you've. Well, I think I've had a couple of stinkers, but out of the, uh, well, I mean, the, the many we've done, I've a couple of singles um, amongst many triples and homers. Yeah. yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I generally can can tie stuff together a better batting average than the detroit line so you say he's playing all the bases you're just into this man. you're this detroit bash but you know wow, where well, did this come from no he doesn't even get it you know yeah. well you know oh, I, I could it. i could be like the great pistons and, and pull a hat trick out of my ass there you go uh-huh. or an asterisk out of your hat no sorry <laughs> so a piston out of where so now for all of these uh, sport heads whose heads have now exploded multiple times. Uh, 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 so mixed our metaphors. Um, we're good at that, though. But go ahead. Yeah, we're, we're, we're quoting. Anyways, so uh, as captain, yes, uh, I get to choose who goes first. Yes, you do. Prerogative. Yes. yes. So uh, Imperator. Oh, it's going to be me. Oh yes. my. Yes. Oh, I've got a good. Well, one. you know. Um, you guys are, are uh, new to the show, and the guys who go early tend to get the most time. Uh, give some spotlight. Yeah. So stop if looking let Francis at me. go first, stop we'll looking be here at all me. day. There is some truth to that, I <laughs> do right. believe. Um, well, I've known Francis longer than you. Now, yes, you have. This, this one is going to, to apply to a number of different things over the past few years that have been coming up. <laughs> hmm. Now, you have to guess who who this quote's from. Oh, really? Oh, yes. okay. Make us okay. work for it. The people who cast the votes don't decide in an election. The people who count the votes do. That's a Mark Twain, isn't it? No. Hmm. Is that another Joseph Stalin again? Nixon. <laughs> it, is, it is indeed Stalin. Is it really? Man, yes. talk about why... That's something. Well, and, talk, talk about you know the reality of well, it. Well, yeah, he's right. Yeah, yeah. He is. Uh, That's correct. And we've we've had a lot of that come up, especially when they don't count the votes, like in the Democratic primaries this last time when they dumped Bernie Sanders out onto the side <laughs> of the road. Well, that's correct. I mean, that was uh, and and they it was all claimed as being well, we we're you know it's our primaries, we can do what we want to exactly, which they did. They definitely they did. definitely right. did as they did the 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 election before that with Hillary Clinton. When they also dumped Bernie Sanders off the side of the road. It's interesting that you bring this up because in our in, in the millennial lifetime, uh, questions about election have become rather um, the norm since two thousand. Seems like it. Millennial lifetime. By that you mean since the turn of the millennium. I did. That's not correct. The generational. Millennium. That is exactly. I thank you for correct. I was trying to lay that out and slight, that, slightly that rather new to this vote. Slightly thing? slipped and fell into the wet concrete on that one. Well, Imperator, what would you know of voting? You rule by fiat. This is true, but you know, it's it's one of those things of you know when you. Uh, I get away with a lot. Well, as as oh, Commodus no, no, we, said, we, we talk a long time on that one. As Commodus said, let the people have their illusions. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, I mean, it's it, it, 
It's a very as, uh, as cynical a, look at things. No, as a former hacker, <laughs> I uh, I have paid a lot of attention to the idea of the security of voting per mm-hmm. se. Yeah, and uh, the lack therein that exists yep. today, especially with our electronic voting systems. There has been much supposedly they are quite secure. Uh, supposedly, yes. Uh, the only th- the only thing I trust is an actual physical ballot. Well, uh, even that can be suspect, as we and, remember from the hanging chads in two thousand. Uh, well, it can. Be, it's not necessarily suspect, but questioned. Yes, that, that's a, be- a better word. Absolutely. Um, and well, you know, that that relies upon the uh, skill or stupidity, depending on your choice of, of the counters. Of well, the people and, who are casting the vote. And the balloting. Well, those two. How you design a ballot. How you design a ballot. All I mean, of this Kentucky is important. Is, is not necessarily the most technologically no. savvy place, but... We have it, good ballots. We have good ballots, and we have generally thought of as elections that are fair yeah. and correct. Yes. Yeah. Now, I... I, do, I don't know about correct all I, the time. I do like the approach that's been taken <clears throat> in a number of... Uh, countries lately of when you vote, they dip your finger in a yes. ink. In ink. That the Middle does East, not yeah, the Middle East is famous off. for this. Yes, the purple exactly. fingers. The purple really? fingers, and I yeah. think that's a wonderful idea. Is that from eating too many grapes? One vote, yes. one person, yes, exactly. one vote. Yep. Yes, and it uh, ensures it. I, I think uh, that I think even if. We were to continue using the electronic ballots like we do here, yes. you know, the scan cards, basically scantrons. Uh-huh. Um, I think you should still dip your finger. I in think the, so too. Make them uh, proud. Make us proud. You know, stickers you know, don't mean the stickers crap. don't. Yeah. Uh, is that left hand or right hand? Considering it's the Middle East. Don't know. I don't. Know. I think it makes a difference. I'm sure it does. Possibly. On which hand you eat with, or shake hands with there, in the Middle East. There's a lot to be said <laughs> for going low tech. Yes, yes, an election. Is. Is, you're right. You're exactly right. I, and that's. Uh, uh, I mean, as much as we enjoy our tech and would love to be able to vote I, by phone and blah blah blah, there's a lot to be said for the concreteness of low tech voting. Well, yes. and not only the concreteness, but the uh, the trust in it. Well, yes, but I, I'm not a super huge fan of making things the exercising of your responsibilities. So easy that you ha- don't even have to get off your couch. I think you there's great merit in making you work to exercise mm-hmm. your franchise, but not onerously. But not onerously. Yeah, not yeah. onerously. It, it needs to be universal availability. Something but, that requires effort has more value. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, obviously, yeah, you know, we have uh, mail-in balloting uh, uh-huh. started for those who yes. could not leave or who were going to be out of state. Uh, out of the country because they were in uh, the yeah. military, whatever. There are exceptions. Yeah, there are exceptions. And no, we should never disenfranchise those people, especially those serving in the military, exactly. which has happened uh, in, in a yes, number of elections uh, where they don't get ballots counted because they either uh, – the federal government or whoever does not put a premium on actually getting the mm-hmm. ballots home. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a problem with that. And how about the idea of making it a national holiday? Yes, a national holiday. I think would be a a, a uh, incredibly smart thing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, why does it have to be a Tuesday? Really, maybe it should be a Saturday. It, well, but why does it have to end at six? 
And why does it have to end at six? Yeah. Yes. I mean, and of course, some states don't. Right. They end yeah. at eight. And ultimately, that smart. is a state requirement on that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that's smart. Well, why and, not go to nine o'clock at night? I mean, yes, we have to wait longer for results, but, but who cares? Yeah, we exactly. give people. They used to wait uh, months to the, find exactly. out. Exactly. The news cycle should not be the dominant. How many force elections here? happen where there's not an issue that does hold up some of the votes? Right. Yeah. Well, since right. 2000, that seems to have become the norm. You're exactly right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, if you're worried about long lines and all that, well, then just expand the hours. Yes. There's no reason to end at six. It's that silly. or open, open more polling places. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I mean, I don't even care so much if you have uh, two days of voting. Uh, two months of voting, I'm totally against. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess that can be shady. Yeah. yeah that, that can be very shady. Uh, I am also against any and all counting of the votes before the polls close. That's one of the things yeah. I have never liked. Uh, I, if we could, I would outlaw um, uh, the uh, exit polling. Exit, exit polling. polling. Yeah. Uh, because I think that influences things. Uh, Florida in 2000 is a prime example of this. The state is in two different time zones. Mm-hmm. And the mass media declared the state the winner for the state before the polls closed in the eastern or the western yes. half of the state. And the story goes that suppressed the vote in that part of the state that yeah. last uh, hour or two. People went home. They yeah. were people standing went in home. line. And that was a state that – part of the state that voted predominantly a particular way. Well, I mean the – It would have made the difference in well, yeah. you know making that, that a no, no-brainer as to who won. Well, I mean the press jumping the gun – on elections goes, I mean, what was it? Dewey? Was it yeah. Dewey? I mean, Dewey? It's, yes, it's absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Very uh, much so. Yeah. And t- because the famous headline is Truman Dewey. the next day holding up Dewey wins. Dewey wins. Yeah. Yes. yeah. I mean, it's, it's kowtowing our rights and responsibilities for the convenience of the press. Yes. Is, is, <laughs> You know, yes, th- there's a and, lot and of the truth public's to that. demand for information. This that's is true. It is that yes, those, those the, are related. But the press has created that demand. Yeah. That is correct. Yes, that's right. Yes, I don't yes, want to. I mean, it, I think I mean, the sensationalism right. of it. Yeah. I mean, yes, we do want to know as soon as possible because yeah. you know we're we're invested. If you voted, you're invested. Yeah, we're entitled mm-hmm. to know as soon as it's accurate. Yes, yes, we're entitled to know, but before it's accurate, we're mm-hmm. not exactly. Yes, we're not. And you know, if you know, if you have, I wouldn't even be opposed to, to counting it twice before you release the results. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, if it were just put out as, "Hey, we're not going to know until X," it's done. We could, we could live with that. It's done when it's done. Yeah. Part of the problem with this, though, is that you know, we we, we sit here and we talk about this as as a as if it's an obvious panacea. But the longer it takes, that you're going to have both sides mm-hmm. complain that well, it just gives more time for the other side to to to, to, to shenanigans. Shenanigans. Right. shenanigans, exactly. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, that you know that that's probably going to be with us for the foreseeable future. Uh, people are going to call shenanigans well, no matter what, whether the count is too quick or the count is too slow. Well, I mean, the finger dipping takes care of the dead people voting because they still only get to vote once. Yes. Um, so I think that that's a simple solution to. Yeah, and if we start digging up graves and everybody's uh, fingers are purple, we know we know what's going on. We know what's going on. Uh, yeah, I love that. It'll be like weekend at Bernie's voting. Exactly. Oh, I love that. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's uh, there's there's a lot of things that because we've allowed technology to. Uh, 
have such a free hand in things mm-hmm. that we've overcomplicated what should have been a simple process. Well, I'm sure yeah. we'll let AI take over the voting counts next. Sometimes I wonder, can it do any worse? Well, I'm not ready know. to give in to our Cylon overlords just yet. No. No, I'm not either. I'm just saying that, uh, you know, we've screwed it up enough that uh, yeah. uh, it's hard to imagine them picking worse leaders. It is. A, oh, yeah, that's a, a given. Yeah. Well, you know, that does go back to the old adage, garbage in, garbage out. Yes. It, 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 anybody who wants to be president is probably the last person that should be president. Exactly. Uh, or senator or representative or governor mm-hmm. or whatever. And then you've got all we have these ancient people that are in office that are completely inept that people keep reelecting. Well, and they don't have to be ancient. Well, this is true to be incompetent. You know, they don't just, have to be ancient. I mean, I, I, um, you feel bad for them because you, you, somebody's pushing them. Well, I, somebody's behind that. Yeah, and the, I the, want the, to be a senator's wife or whatever. The, the manipulation of the press in the pre-election cycles and what have you uh, is extremely apparently easy. Oh yeah, a perfect well, it, a perfect example is on the Republican side, Santos. Mm-hmm. There's no way that man would have gotten elected if anybody would have checked his background. Hmm. Because all of it was bullshit. All right, he's the guy, yeah, that that faked everything. That's right. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. He's the one. He's the Republican that's everything. Is that a code name for, never mind. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Uh, Well, you know, there's there's a lot of truth to that, that uh, theoretically. uh, Anybody would have vetted him. Yeah, that shouldn't have happened in a modern society, yeah. But it did, obviously. That's yeah. right. That's an example of laziness. I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does. Uh, well, or, you know, what happens a lot is um, the the talking heads on both sides, they presume somebody's actually uh, intelligent and competent when they, you know, after you see them open their mouths, you realize they totally are not. Mm-hmm. And that happens on both sides. Yeah, well, it's it's a hard test in a house race because the the pool is kind of shallow. Yes. You know, a house race, and, and it's meant to be that. It's, mm-hmm. it's meant to let a small community pick someone, and if they're a loon, then hopefully that's diluted by the idea of there being 435 of them. Right. I mean, if What that really means, though, is there's 435 loons. Yeah. That's, the, that's where it ends. Yeah. Which, sadly, yeah. is, is not entirely inaccurate. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean it's it's four hundred and thirty five very shallow humans generally, right? Well, you know we are, we tend to be fishing from the shallow end of the gene pool, I think, for politicians. Well, yeah. again, anybody who has any brains should run away from politics. Uh, this is true because of the absolute anal exam that you have to undergo for most people. But they're not. Well, that's I a, would say that's he's well, the exception. He is the. Santos is the exception. Well, it, it, it speaks to the fact that even though you have to go through that anal exam, the power that these people wield is significant. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. It's, I mean, it's highly the, significant. The opportunity to yeah. plunder. Yes, to line so, their pockets. It's so significant. Well, it, it's it's alluring. Yes. I mean, I, I hate to be so cynical about the our, our political system. Uh, but, I mean, let's face it. When you have people who make less than $200,000 a year 
become multimillionaires uh, in a couple after, of years, uh, in yeah. a few years in co- in Congress. You know, there, there's something. Yeah. Fishing. Yeah. I mean, when you get where people are worth sixty and seventy million on a salary of two hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like you know. I mean, what were they talking to Hillary for cattle futures or tips or what? Mm-hmm. Well, there's a flashback for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, come on. So, All right, reach well, back, not reach around. So, uh, yes, reach back, not reach around. Um, so, gentlemen, uh, have we sufficiently? Oh, yeah, I, I, I believe so. I think we've done, done good with that. Good. So, uh, do I have a volunteer, or shall I pick? I'll you pick. Next. You started right. out with the newest ones, anyway. All right, Cajun. What What do you have to say here? Uh, let's see. Where was it? Ah, here's a good one. There is no client as scary as an innocent man. Hmm. Said by a lawyer. Well, obviously, I'm sure we, we know what lawyer we might guess that came from and what author wrote that. Is that Francis? Oh, is that, uh, is that uh, Mickey Holler? Mickey Holler. From Michael by Conley. Michael Conley. Oh, Conley. Yeah, yeah, Lincoln right. Lawyer. The Lincoln mm-hmm. Lawyer, absolutely, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, a great TV series, by the way, on Netflix. Yeah, second season's out. Uh, so, repeat that again. There's there is no client as scary as an innocent man. So, why is man. that interesting to you? Why, talk about that. Because, I mean, there's there's all kinds of stuff that, that comes to mind. A lot there. of layers, yeah. Well, for one thing, who has anything, everything to lose but the innocent man? Most mm-hmm. men who come to a defense lawyer are guilty in one form or fashion. But how many are truly innocent? Oh, I see what you're That's saying. what he's saying. You can look at it from both sides, because that the, of the client or that of the person defending him. The concept, of, then, of plea bargaining becomes essentially irrelevant when the person is an innocent person. Mm-hmm. And for a lawyer, they, they it's the hardest job they have. Yeah, That's why it's, it's scary. It's very mm-hmm. frightening. It's, because it's, well, they're going to let down. Right. There's responsibility of having an innocent man's mm-hmm. life in your hand. That's right. Because essentially the, the only way he survives is by not by the virtue of his innocence, but by the virtue of your abilities mm-hmm. as a yeah. lawyer. Yeah. Right, now, let's take this to another level. What man, a person, is truly all innocent? Mm-hmm. Well, no one. I mean, that's a... You can exactly. be very innocent of what you're accused of. Right. Right. Yeah. So that's what we're talking about here. Of, you of, you of, may of, be of innocent confusion. of what you may be confused, confu- yeah, accused of, but you're definitely going to be guilty of something. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and you know, some will say that... Did you look uh, up little Susie Scott in third grade there or what? Right. Well, not Susie's, but, you know, <laughs> but, you know, it, th- that's a great point, though, because uh, some would say, well, we may not have uh, convicted him for what he did, but we, we, you know, we know he did something. So mm-hmm. as long as we get him, that's all that matters. And there's there's a lot of that that goes but on. Is it yes, relative is. to what's happening at the moment, though? There's mm-hmm. another side to it. If you. Uh, yep. Well, it depends on your belief on something in and has nothing to do with what he's being convicted of. Is that justice? Well, that's, I'm glad you used that word because yeah. that's kind of what we're talking about here is when we're talking about justice, it's meant to be limited to the accusation here. But in the criminal justice system, that's not always the way this goes. Well, a, a perfect example, there was a gentleman over in Indiana who just pled guilty on two counts of uh, – something along the lines of speaking with a minor for ill intent kind of thing. When, in fact, they were speaking to a detective who was not a minor. Ah, but they thought. But they thought. Yes. Uh-huh. So, can't, so you know, I mean, th- that's one of those things of what the person pled guilty to, what they were charged with, 
If that had actually happened, yes. And do, is this person a despicable human being? Yes. The problem is, did they, you catch them? It didn't actually do anything. It, there was, it's an illusion as to what they're being prosecuted for. It's, yes, well, because, as you know, every 13-year-old girl on the Internet uh, is yes. an FBI agent. Exactly. Right. Well, Every I mean, hitman on Craigslist is a cop. Yeah. But, I mean, you've also got... Well, the, the, they could also be a hitman hit on, on Craigslist and a cop. An- another, <laughs> thing, another thing that you can look at is, in Washington State, they have a nice little island called McNeil Island, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. used to be a prison. Yep. Yes. But now it's for involuntary commitment of those that we think are going to do something. That's oh, the thought police has arrived. Huh? I was going to say, that violates the civil rights, though. How do you do that? How do they do They've been doing it for years. Well... If they, they're committed, then you know there's a process. The, if they go yeah. the crazy route, yes, then yes, you can. The, the, but all all of them are violent sexual offenders. Wow! And the well, terms and, have been served. Well, you know that's a that's a great point. If you you, you want to talk about um, uh, such things, almost no one would complain about the the existence exactly. of the uh, sex sex offenders registry. Mm-hmm. Right, because um, it protects society. It's the well, intention. does it? Well, that's the oh, intention. Is it an invasion or, of privacy. Or and that how, is after or you've served your sentence. It? Yeah, that is you are you. We have nailed the tension you exactly. You paid your debt to society if you served out your sentences. So why yeah. are you still branded publicly? Mm-hmm. Well, and a lot of this goes back to the, the Scarlet Letter. That's part. That's a little of it in our in our. DNA, I suppose, in our societal DNA. But a lot of this goes back to the fact that modern psychology is now discovering that, and this came out in the Catholic sex abuse uh, yes. uh, uh, issue in 2002, that what we used to think was rehabilitatable mm-hmm. truly isn't. Okay, And that, and as, uh, as society has done that, we have essentially right. given the guns over to the law to uh-huh. say, put these people away. Despite, I mean, it's almost like uh, Lincoln and but, his uh, uh, alleviating so, habeas corpus. The They're making medical diagnoses now on sociopaths. Oh, that's correct. That's yeah. right. Yes. But, but, then, uh, but you're, you're right because constitutionally, constitutionally there are issues with yes. that. There are absolute issues. And, but it goes back to that understanding of but all they, the law is an extension of the will of the people. But you see, in the case of but not just the guy who just pled guilty to communications with a minor. Yeah. In reality, he was innocent of the crime that he was accused of. Right. Well, it goes back to prima facie, absolutely. But it goes back to intent. It does Uh, because you know, speaking theologically, intent is a huge portion. No, intent is a huge portion of what makes up us. Oh, okay. It's not. It 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 is not the lone portion, but it is a right. Yes. But Uh, in this case, the law has – they are deciding that that's all that's necessary. He acted on the intention. Right, because he thought it was a a minor. Yes. And he had evil I agree, but it wasn't. No, I'm just saying. I know. Yeah, I know. Evil intent, as uh, Wilson Fisk would say. Because, I mean, how how many – now, granted, probably fewer than uh, make the claim, but how many people have uh, flirted with people that supposedly were over 18 on the Internet – Comes to find out that they are truly minors. Well, that's how and, I ended you know, up with my wife. But that's, well, that's a different no thing. Well, that, not on there's the no internet. Intent. There's no intent, but that doesn't make the act any less yes. illegal. Yeah. If you don't have the intent, but you do the act, you're still guilty of it. 
Uh, but that well, we're forgetting something. To go are, back. Is ignorance an excuse? Yeah, uh, the law would say no. But we, yeah. we need to go back to morally the, the source of what you're talking about yeah. here. I think that's the, what the answer. This intent is. is a key component of the judicial system. Well, yes, it yes, is. It However, is. you have to be able to prove intent in all these cases that we're talking about here, theoretical or not. Every single person has the opportunity for their day in court. That's what yes. Mickey Holler's that, talking yes. about. Yes, yes. That's where we're going. They have the opportunity for their day in court. This gentleman here chose not to exercise it. He did uh, for whatever reasons. That well, we his brought... day in court ended up with a plea deal. Well, yes. that's correct. He decided to do yeah. that. So there's 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 mitigating circumstances. He would not have done that if there was a snowball's chance in hell of him getting if off. If he thought, but if but he, but uh, and that, and that's it, a very these good individuals question. are so vilified. That's and correct. rightfully so. Right. I'm not saying that they should. Yeah, I mean, you don't just, want to excuse. Uh, no, you know. it's the no, example no. that proves the rule. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it's 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 uh, I just I, I it's find... all a slippery slope. Uh, yeah, where is that and, dividing and, line between yeah. civil rights and innocent until proven guilty and, then, and, and protecting society and protecting yeah. society? That's kind of that tension yeah. that and we're working the around. The defense for that, the individuals that are supposed to be enforcing that, are the lawyers. And let them look at what they're facing. Well, that, and that's what Mickey Holler's talking about exactly. here. It's it's so hard uh, if you uh, to the the burden of proof should be on the prosecution, right? That's the yeah, way our, to be. Yeah. the way our system is set up. Guilty, innocent, proven guilty. Yeah, that's exactly. that's that's the that's but, the law here. But Mickey's kind of saying maybe that's not the case. Yeah. Or Connolly, of course, through Mickey's mouth. Well, I mean, and you also have to look at uh, let's let's go to you know not you know. Let, let's say we take somebody like a Hitler. Let's say you're trying to prosecute him for a crime that he did not commit. How do you defend someone like a Hitler? Well, that is uh, – well, well, Nuremberg is the perfect example of all this because yes. that's where we you know, we literally well, provided that. Well, yeah. presumably, though, everybody we convicted at Nuremberg did what we convicted them of. Yes. He, what his point what I'm was, saying is convict somebody for something – or, or you're trying to convict somebody for something that they're innocent of, even though they're absolutely of monstrous other things. Even though they're an absolutely despicable, yeah. Example. Well, of I mean, it, usually it's the other way around. You're trying to catch somebody on a lesser charge because you can prove it, knowing that yeah. you're they're putting them they're, away because of uh, their, that's, their, that's your normal well, approach is yeah. to find something, even if you have to kind of inflate something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I read into this a little bit further, and I listened to some of Michael Conley talking about this uh-huh. aspect. Oh. And literally, he's talking about the burden of yes. possible guilt on mm-hmm. the lawyer trying to defend an yeah. innocent man. If he's actually innocent, what is the price to the lawyer's soul if he fails that innocent right. man and he goes to jail for 20, 30, 40 exactly. years? Especially life, if, or even if death the row. public perception is the person mm-hmm. isn't innocent. Yes. Right. If because he isn't the, innocent the, totally, the, or if or he is, is a criminal convicted. in some aspects and he gets charged and right. set up for something, right. then he doesn't feel as bad. Yeah, I mean, the, the we always make fun of attorneys, you know. But if he's truly innocent of exactly. crime, the responsibility. And, he, and he fails him. Yeah. You know, we always talk about the jokes about uh, attorneys, you know, what do you call 600 attorneys at the bottom of the ocean? A good, a good start. start. Yeah. You know, but... They'll do something most of us don't have the courage to do. Yes, is associate themselves with someone unsavory. Yes. That's right. Who is oftentimes guilty, and they make certain they form a very important function in our society. They make sure everybody gets a fair trial. Right. I mean, Thomas yes. More was 
uh, uh, made the the best point about that about giving the devil his due, so that when it's your turn, yeah, you've not yes. laid waste to the the process that would save yourself. You cannot stand mm-hmm. upright on the winds that would blow, as he would say. Yes, and and the majority of lawyers start out have covered both sides. They start out on the prosecutor side as baby lawyers learning the trade when they get out of school, and then they move over to the criminal side or real estate or wherever else where yeah. the big money is after they get established for a few years. Granted, there are some that stay on the prosecutorial side. Out of about thoughts of duty or whatever thoughts mm-hmm. they might have towards that, but or waiting to get appointed to a federal judgeship, yep. right, right. <laughs> well, you know that's not a bad way to do it. Is go through, you know, uh, yeah, be a prosecutor, there, yeah. become an assistant DA, uh, whatever. And well, yeah, I mean, US there is a cursus sonorum to the yeah, process. U.S. attorneys get made into judges. Uh, private attorneys get made into judges. I mean, and the other thing is, is there any? you know, actual monetary or, or what have you responsibility for lawyers that fail in their duties drastically. Uh, yeah. well, there could be. There can yeah, be. They, 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 they could face disbarment. They face disbarment, but well, judges. Or even prosecution. That's not failing. That's that's that, that's incompetence. Yeah. Well, that's, well, uh, even, failing won't get you disbarred. It'll get yeah. you no. unemployed. Well, well yeah. it will, but usually what – Disbarment is an ethics violation or things mm-hmm. like that. That you, it's it's a malfeasance. It's a malpractice. Right. That's entirely different than, than, than not simply, getting your client off. That's and that can also be fine too. They got, it doesn't have to be total disbarment or anything. Okay. And, and usually, or you that, can just become president. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Captain, yes. You want to go ahead with uh, no. another one? Uh, well, yes. Uh, if we have uh, sufficiently pummeled that expired equine, we remember we got five of us to do. I think we have, and, and it was an awesome, uh, awesome quote from Cajun. Yes, that was very good. Mm-hmm. That, that was that's good. Uh, that's a multi-layer. Yes. Well, the best ones are the best ones yes. are. So, so uh, I guess we're going to go around the circle oh, here. So, uh, Franny, what? A circle? What? No, no, we're not no, doing that. No, no. Uh, uh, new subject, totally new subject. We'll say here. Uh, brief. I like them brief like this, and I don't know no, you how. Don't. Your setup takes longer. Historically, than you yeah. have loved the paragraph long ones. No, I just I just expostulate for a long time, but the quotes themselves usually aren't very long. That's true. It, it, it's mm-hmm. the lead up to the quote that takes so long. Right, lay it on us. Lay it upon me. All right. Here's the quotation: Opportunity is missed by most people because it is dressed in overalls uh-huh. and looks like work. Mm-hmm. You know this one, Thomas Edison. Edison, yeah. Edison, yeah, okay. Which is ironic, considering that he stole most of his ideas. I was wondering if that was going to come up. Yes, that is the accusation <laughs> from Tesla. <laughs> from Tesla, yeah. Sorry. How's this? All right, no, that's good. Yeah, yeah, you're just getting a little bit of. He's uh, getting a little bit blowback. Yeah, yeah, just a little, a little hot. distortion there. Um, so yeah, that, no, that that that's an excellent one. That's. Um, in many ways, that kind of uh, is a callback to the uh, to the last episode about manifest destiny. Mm-hmm. Uh, those who stayed in the east uh, stayed because they were comfortable there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those who didn't cross the mountains, as you as you mentioned. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, hard work is a uh, is the key to opportunity, is what he's saying here. Uh, in fact, it's a necessary component in that. And I think it was Edison that said, you know, uh, invention is what. Uh, uh, 99% perspiration and 1% inspiration. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's a, he is certainly a very good advocate for a, a, a high work ethic. One might say an American work ethic. Well, yes. We I agree. Well, I actually, agree. Actually, he was Mexican. Oh, Al, Thomas Alva? 
Mm -hmm. Really? Yes. Alva was adopted. He was adopted into the Edison family. He was actually Mexican. All right, so now we're going to have to look this, have have to to look this up. All right. Fact check. My, fact he's, check. He's right. turned into my wife. Fact check. She's a smart woman. We've all, we all know this. Yeah. That's right. I'm not saying that I should be Well, it, it, it doesn't invalidate the issue, though, that hard work. Clean up on out, too. Clean up on out, too. As a general policy, questioning Marcus is is it's a pretty good a idea. wise thing, yes. Um. Well, you know, I, I, I mean, he'll tell you lots of things. I, I could come up with a lot of, 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 I mean, of he, bullshit. bullshit. Yes, I can. Indeed. He told, I can sell some stuff. He told two he girls. Does he does not come with money. just the shovel. He comes with the scoop shovel. That's true. I was going to say uh, the backhoe. Oh, yeah. Well, yes, technically, yes. yes do he, does. he does. Come on, let's, let's, let's work yes. these things together. Uh, so, uh, well, go ahead and you saying about me then? Up. I've got one, too. That's true. Absolutely. That's correct. <laughs> Well, We're not yeah. discussing who has the bigger backhoe here. That's yes, not the discussion. Oh, that's no doubt about that. <laughs> but I am pretty sure that uh, you have also been known to shovel a little bit of excrement yourself oh, of yes. the bovine. A Just whole a lot. Bit. Just a little bit, Bocephus. <laughs> yes. That's right. <laughs> Nevertheless. I, I love the Bocephus vibe. That's right. Uh, so, yes. Uh, I, I get it. Edison is is so incredible on a lot of levels. Oh, Not just is. the work, so, but what he what he would say about his work, and that is a prime example that that is so insightful yeah. that people miss. Of mm-hmm. you know, and PGO works at something you know, opportunity not only knocks, it'll jiggle the knob and try the windows. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, opportunity is there oh, in yeah. this nation. But, it's out there. Grab it. Do it. Work at it. Which but what, that's the thing. Yeah. If you're going to take advantage of your opportunity, you better get those damned overalls on. Yeah. And oh, be yeah. Willing to dig the ditch. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. You it's it's hard, hard work. Willing to, to fire up the backhoe. But I mean, Edison, Just don't do it. So, Edison was a Barnum of his own age. Oh, I would, in many yeah, ways, yes. Very much yeah. So, yeah. so uh, Thomas Alva Edison was born in uh, Milan, Ohio, in 1847. Moved to Michigan. Yeah. Uh, wisely. Uh, and according to the same accepted historical sources, Edison's father, Samuel Edison, was from Canada, born in Nova yes. Scotia, and his mother, Nancy Elliott, hailed from rural New York State. But he was adopted. No, into the Edison family. That is not what, what it is was. according. <laughs> to- Push the button. Push the button. Push the button. Yes. So- Push the button. I'll, I'll have to it too. Ironic, considering he electrocuted an elephant. Uh- <laughs> That's a very, I, I was very say, good episode fact, of Bob's send us down the fact I check again. That's a big toad. Yeah, well. Yeah. Um, that's a very in, funny in episode. DC argument, he, he electrocuted a large elephant in, I believe, New York or Chicago. Hey, it was on Bob's Burgers. It's got to be right. Uh-huh. So the Alva name apparently does have, uh, uh-huh. is a common Hispanic last name, but that's his middle name. Yes. But it is uh, nothing I am seeing here. Um, uh, says that that yeah, I'm gonna uh, have to go research again here. Well, let's keep the episode yes, going while these two guys here, uh, two guys here, are are suddenly so, off the grid. Martin. Yes. So apparently, the story comes from somebody who said that they had a Thomas Edison as a student in his class in Mexico, but his name was Tomas Alva, huh, not yes. Alva uh, yes. Thomas Alva Edison. 
So, yes. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with being Mexican. No, yeah. no, no, no. But we no, want to no. get our facts correct. That's yes, right. we want to get our facts yes, correct. They make excellent tequila. But I'm pretty sure that somebody would have noticed if he were truly Mexican. Well, yeah, because you know, there are many pictures of him. Yes. And it does not appear that. It does not appear to be that. Anyways, that is an entirely a, a, another episode for us to do. Uh, next Hoopajube will be uh, Thomas Edison, Mexican. Or no. Or not. That's right. Or Canadian. Uh, those apparently are two choices. Anyways. Uh, I don't think anybody would disagree with his postulation here that hard work is necessary oh, no. to take care of opportunity. Well, I mean, this is kind of a cut and dry. The only thing I disagree with that on, does everybody have equal opportunity? And I would say the answer is no. Oh, no, there's no don't. question as to that. Well, philosophically, yes. In the, in the abstract. I would uh-huh. say that, that is true. Yeah, uh, practically I mean, speaking, no, for a lot of reasons. One, uh, the time you live in, the place you live in. Mm-hmm. Um, the family you're born into. The family you're born into. And the external factors that seek to constrain you. Now, And, and most importantly, your response to those other four things, uh, I think, are, are, are will... Which is determine the determine whether or not you have equal because there is no such thing as equal opportunity because we all bring different gifts to the table we bring all different situations to the table right. exactly um, that number five might be the one that's most interesting to talk about because yes. it's about the what do you carry with you what were you birthed with what gifts do you have what in to use the word intestinal fortitude you just uh, as, as a way, way of it, yes. way of putting it yeah. uh, that's one thing that is not equally distributed it is completely random. And people yes. people confuse yeah, equality of opportunity yes. with They're equality right. of outcome. Absolutely. And equality of outcome, no, you can't have. Because there are many things that factor into the outcome, yes. including are you willing to put on those Carhartt overalls That's right. mm-hmm. and, do and the get work. in the backhoe and do the work? That is yeah. a personality function. Uh, that also can be an intellect function and all sorts of other things that are internal to the person. In other words, it, it, it does require, and I hate to say this because it's a little subversive, but it is true, it does require a certain amount of talent mm-hmm. in addition yep. to opportunity. Yep. Uh, and some of that yep. is attitudinal. You know, uh, Talent is not equally spread out. That is correct. As we'd like to think it is, it's not because if it were – I'd be Clint Eastwood. It, well, it knows no boundaries, and 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 that's where you that's where you go down the rabbit holes right. of racism and and, right. and things like that. You can have brilliance uh, can can occur at any point in time from any source. Mm-hmm. Uh, to say that it's all genetic or all environmental or even any of those things is kind of missing the point. I think. Yeah, uh, I think obviously I think you're right, Francis, because you agreed with me. Um, yeah. you know we that, that response to all of these external factors mm-hmm. uh, is the one of the biggest components, if not the mm-hmm. biggest. Obviously, certain factors may outweigh others. You know, oh, uh, yeah. who you know can outweigh a lot of it. Well, because oh, yeah. we are social creatures, that is a, is a major mm-hmm. component yes. of all that. I mean, but there know, are some people. Bill that- Gates is a self-made billionaire with a trust fund. Uh, yes, you know he 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 had a good leg up. Donald Trump had a trust fund to get started. He was not entirely self-made in that respect, uh, even though it's like they you know, it likes to be painted that he was. 
he had, it, you know, and of course Gates went to Harvard. Those open a lot of doors. Uh, All men were, are not created equal. Well, uh, they they are. All men are not created equal in ability, but we are all created equal in the eyes of God. Well, endowed by our our Creator with certain Certain inalienable rights. rights. That's that's the equality piece of that. If we can be equal before the law, that's it. In our varying, we should be talents equals. Yes, that's right. Uh, Yeah, in the law, societally speaking. No, we're not. We're not. Well, it's when you talk about being equal. I mean, there's such a danger in that, especially today, mm-hmm. because we don't talk about equality anymore. We talk about equity. That's yes. correct. It's become the, um, become and, the rage here in recent days. And equity, I think, is a dangerous term. And, you know, I, I don't want to take us down a political rat hole yeah. uh, because that's not, not my point. But equity implies the same outcome. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's impossible unless it's imposed. Yes. Which and is a when you start talking about imposing outcomes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you may start off with a noble ideal. Uh, and you may even start off with the ideal of redressing past wrongs. But it requires the power of the state. Hail the empire. Hail the empire. To the road, enforce. No, right, and when you yeah. require the power mm-hmm. of the state to enforce it, you very quickly are going to go from equity to inequity because it's no longer. You have uh, to aggregate to the state mm -hmm. ever more power to impose those outcomes. Which is ultimately corrupting. And that power, and those outcomes are always apportioned by whomever is in power. Yes. Uh, And so it is inherently unequal. It's whimsical. And is it any better to say Mm -hmm. that you know, it, it, we let it be a free-for-all, maybe not, but it seems that history points out that, yes, it is better, that more equality does come from a free-for-all. Mm-hmm. It does. Uh, it's proven throughout history that letting people be comes out better when you examine the totality of the circumstance. It just does. People, people with talent aren't selfish. Uh, they, they, so you're suggesting that a merit, that meritocracy true. is the only just system? Yes. Oh, yes, I could have told you he would say that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well. In addition, though, people who don't fear what the government will do are generous. But if you fear that the government will impose some definition of equity or equality, then you're selfish. You have to protect yourself. You just do. You have to protect what you have. You know, oddly enough, that is a truism from both sides of that argument. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is, isn't it? Uh, because those who want the government to impose that equity will say the same thing, but they're pointing out that you're being selfish. It's the Bella Oxmix. So. I got to be yeah. the unity. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, so, which in, in many ways just points out the ultimate right. truth in that. It, uh, I mean, it's proposition. just, it, it's important to remember that whatever the government gives away, it took from someone else. Yes. Right. Whether it was voluntary or not. Or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Uh, Cause we all have to remember just because the government takes from someone does not mean it's involuntary all yeah. the time because, by definition, granted, we are born into a system, so therefore 
we had no choice but to submit to the social contract that we are the right and, and there are, there are or at least parts of, to it yeah there are parts of the contract that are worthwhile do we need to defend this nation yes we do are we willing to then surrender part of our treasure to accomplish that goal yes we are clearly yeah. You know, provide for the common defense. I mean, you know, that's one of the or the common good. I mean, as as, well, as much as we would not like to do that, as much as we would like to see a world live in peace, mm-hmm. that's not realistic, right? Because not everybody else holds the same holds that same value. Exactly. But then you have to. What else is down that road of? You know, again. Whatever it gives away, it must take from others. And well, that's to, you know, that's not entirely true. And and, and I, I would say this: uh, when we only that is only true when we are talking about material goods and wealth. Right, right. You're you're absolutely right. So mm-hmm. when the government, because obviously the government uh, from probably from all five of our perspectives. The primary function is to guarantee the legal framework and peace within which we all have to live our daily lives. The government exists to protect the individual liberties of the Mm -hmm. citizenry. Yes, but it doesn't stop there. And I know this this is a common discussion we'll have because you may get outvoted. You, well, because you cannot have individual liberties without the individual responsibilities that go with oh, them. Oh, I agree. I agree. Absolutely. Yeah, and I agree. far too often, that part gets left out. Life's annoying Responsibilities to who or what? Well, it's not just to yourself mm-hmm. because, it is, because no man is an island, right? So right. We, we do not live in a vacuum. And the question is to what degree – not whether we have responsibilities to one right. another. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, Francis and I are going to argue from a very particular uh, religious background that is going to say, yes, we have a certain responsibility to our fellow man. And some people will take that farther than we would. Sure. And but some people will say, people even no, everybody's on their own. Yeah, some people deny it to the extreme, yeah. Right. But can that responsibility be fulfilled in a way – Again, I have a, this is an optimistic view of humanity. If we are free, we are generous. We will take care of others if not forced to. If we fear the government taking from us, we protect what we have. There's a different, I, I, think history we, does, I think history proves that wrong. Well, and there's a difference I think between – history proves it right because in every mm. society where the government was powerful enough to take things away from people – People were selfish. He's right in a rural setting, and you're right in a city setting. <laughs> there, there's some truth to that. That explains a lot of our polarization. Right, right. I mean, yeah. when... And you've seen it from both sides. Absolutely. That's, you're, you're, you're exactly when in, right. When in a, mm-hmm. the setting of, again, we've discussed this, you know, monarchical evolution of Europe. Yeah, this Hobbesian view of right. life. Right. When, yeah. when the government was powerful enough to just take stuff... Mm-hmm. You had to protect yourself. Yeah, you hoarded. Yeah, you, hoarded. you, you lied. Uh-huh. You, you, See, I, I'm thinking back to before we had uh, a, a well-established 
uh, feudal system, for instance. Okay. Yeah. That's a great example of that. So um, even think back to the Wild West when, when there's very little law. Um, the law is – and you may, maybe you make the argument the law is part of that generosity because it, it seeks to guarantee – uh, the rules that we all live under, but uh, when there when there is a certain amount of lawlessness, when there's an uncertainty to uh, whether or not you can walk down the street without being gunned down, sure, yeah, uh, whether or not you can walk down, whether or not there's a street for you even to walk down, okay, you know, um, I, I think people are, will tend to be more selfish because the danger because. The danger that arises from uh, from others is very real. Right, so right. But that, when you that's think, a on. law and order thing. Well, hold on. So when you think about um, what a post-apocalyptic world would look like, yeah. very quickly, um, people like uh, Cajun and, and Martin are going to rule things because they have all the guns. Okay. And that's why we have all the guns. Well, <laughs> they're all that, being used. But, yeah. that, but it, that kind of proves that. And this after proves all, your point, though. Oh, after all of this discussion. Oh no, that's when we pick and choose members to come within our society, and we arm them to help out. So again, for exactly. my generosity. Again, though, I think that disproves the point that he's making. Of course, the prettier they are, the better off. You're, you true. are suggesting then that mankind is inherently predatory. Left to its own devices. Because we are fallen creatures, That's, yes. Uh, uh, good people band together to make sure good things happen or combat evil. And, yes, and, I agree with that. And that's when you were talking about the lawless, the old West there... That's why. I mean, that's but why. Eventually, that had law, that was yeah. not sustainable. Eventually, law prevailed. Well, but and because otherwise, we would still be a, a you know a planet of seven billion. Well, probably if it was still that law, this would be a lot fewer than seven yeah. billion. But but we would be a planet of seven billion warlords or potential warlords. But the point is, though, that we have banded together to try and temper that yeah that predatory, predatory nature. Nature. Yes. yes. And it is only because we have banded together through that uh, imposition. Social contract. Uh, the social contract yeah. that allows us to be generous. Right. And, and this is what Lincoln would call oh, the better angels of our nature. We banded together, though, before by choice. Now we're being banded together by politicians and government. Well, we're, That's not necessarily a choice. Well, that we did. But it was only a choice for the first group that made it. Everybody else had to live with it. Well, and we exactly. unless you want to burn everything down and start it over. Sometimes which, that may which, be which has happened many thing. times in in the history yeah, of the what, world. Yeah. What, yes, what what society or I mean, empire survived? We were formed off of that idea. But, but that's my point, though, is that though everybody lives under the the the, the contract they were born into. Yes. Yeah, a set of rules. almost nobody gets to define their own social contract. But that's okay, historically speaking. If, if over the time they can affect the individual rights of each citizen, that's okay. Let me give you an academic example of what I'm talking about. Preach it, brother. So, in academic research, it is it, it's essentially established that in countries where there is a free press, mm-hmm. you don't really have famine. You can have shortages of food, but you don't have famine. So, what's the correlation? Yeah, so, the, say, the, is that a coincidence, or no? The, it it shows that a freedom, a, a government that respects the individual, doesn't let its 
people starve because that's a conscious decision of the people. But a government that gets so powerful that it can decide we don't want to let so-and-so starve actually ends up letting people starve because it, it crushes the voice of the citizen. It crushes the individual rights of the citizen. By allowing no dissent, then there's no impetus or voice for them to do differently. Right. There's there's Is that no, what you're saying? there's no reason for the the government to do what's right. The government has no fear of the people that it's supposed to serve. Oh well, well yeah, that, that's Alan Moore that right there. Yeah. So uh, see, but, I, but I, this is where. I, go ahead. Well, I mean the. the, the uh, the way I would look at that is, if you, you want to go with that example, explain the the homelessness and death, mass, mass death in Seattle, Portland, L.A., San downtown Louisville, San Francisco, yeah. Chicago, New York. It, it's a government abrogating its responsibilities to... Do something about those who are truly in need have mentally mental illness. Oh. For for because homelessness is is complex. Yes, it is. There's there's two two pieces, two tracks. One is there's a a push in society to get rid of long term commitment. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Ken Kesey and Jack Nicholson, and one flew over the cuckoo's nest. That mm-hmm. was seen as repressive. Mm-hmm. But there are truly people who cannot manage their lives yeah. because of their mental issues. Mm-hmm. It, on the surface, it may seem oppressive to put them all in one building and put someone like Nurse Ratchet in charge of their care, but at least they're off the street. At least they're healthy. At least they're not menacing others. So that argument, though, in theory, philosophically, is antithetical to what you're saying. Yeah. To, to your preferred position, because the government is powerful enough to take away their freedoms. Yes. Now, I, I grant you, I'm not saying that, that we should allow people who are have mental health issues right. to run wild. That's not what I'm saying. Right. Uh, we need because have, we should because we need to be taking care of them, and right. we don't do a better. We need, we need to have to do some mechanism job. beyond here's three days worth of pills. See you later. Right. Mm-hmm. Or just you know here's your debit card, and you know uh, the first of the month we we don't see you down at the 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 uh, soup kitchen because you're busy spending your money somewhere right. else. Now, and there is yeah. another track to homelessness, and that is a a, a track that's deciding to. Abrogate their responsibilities. Yeah, that that does not wish them. That does not want to put on the Carhartt overalls and do any work. Uh, A local TV station ran this in their on their uh, website when they investigated Mm -hmm. Louisville's homeless problem. They interviewed a guy who said, "Yeah, we could get housing. We don't want it. Mm -hmm. We don't want the responsibility that speaks to paying the bills." It's like, wait a minute, I got to pay my damn bills. He gets a pass. He gets to just abrogate that. He gets mm-hmm. to crap on the uh, expressway that I paid for with my tax dollars because he just doesn't want to. 
Mm-hmm. It, it, it it strikes at that well, concept of freedom. It's a very libertarian that, point of view, isn't it? Yeah, well, we, we would expect that from Martin, but uh, no, to be able to crap on the expressway because he doesn't yeah. want to. All right. Yeah. It, it goes back to that issue, though, of where's that freedom and where is, I mean, is freedom an absolute, which of course always leads to chaos. By the way, right. I mean, it, it's the inherent friction in a libertarian point of view. I mean, Robert's absolutely right to point that out, and mm-hmm. it, it it you know every. Like the joke goes, you know, two libertarians are in a room and they agree on two things. Taxation is theft and there's only one libertarian in the room. Right. Both are, and, and, and both of them ran for office under the party. <laughs> so why, why does libertarian not buy Italian sports cars? Why is that? Because he hates fiat. <laughs> He's here all week, ladies and gentlemen. Well, well, I, I think we, that's a libertarian dad joke. Are, I think we've we've whipped. Yeah. Uh, are we, are we ready for number four? Well, we, we yeah we got we got to well keep yeah I mean we, we need to we got two more to do so uh, yeah and you know I don't want to have to be left with you know two minutes to to do the wrap up. I will say though, one of the things that that uh, is the danger in in when we talk about this stuff and yes. and, and I and I needle uh, mm-hmm. uh, Martin about this uh, relentlessly sometimes, and that is that. There's no middle ground in your your view of of how at least how you're presenting these. Yes, it is either the yes. government has no power or it has entirely all the power. I, Supreme again, right. executive that is, power. That is the 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 tension with the tension yeah. Yeah. within a libertarian viewpoint, and that is why I don't always see myself as a libertarian. I see myself as someone who has a libertarian streak. Right, but that's all. Mm-hmm. Right, no, because you you have most definitely uh, uh, posited some very, um, um, shall we say, Catholic. Oh well, yeah, definitely. But uh, I, I was going yeah. for for a less of a, a more of a generic term. But yeah, I mean, I see myself as more of a Reaganite. Oh, absolutely. Who is who is Reagan? A... Would be cons- it, Reagan without the name Reagan would be considering considered a raging liberal by, by today's Republican Party, mm-hmm. and that's sad. So I mean, changed, he did, yes. he did not have a huge libertarian streak, but he did have a. There are certain things the government should do, mm-hmm. and everything else it should butt out. And his idea of what the government should do is a consensus of the citizenry. If the if the citizenry has a consensus by majority that mm-hmm. the government should do X then okay, we need to do X, we need to do it well. And can have an, a, an honest argument about what that looks like. Right, yeah. Right, right. but it, it can't just be a simple majority, though. I mean, because as we all know, uh, democracy is uh, two foxes and a rabbit voting on what's for lunch. Yeah, the tyranny right, of right. the 51%. Uh, within within the republic bounds, is the, the, the yeah. rabbit having a gun. Yeah, within the bounds of the constitutional system, what the majority then... Or what a consensus says the government should be doing, it should do. Right. And, you know, and you have certainly acknowledged this in the past, and that's why, uh, uh, and I definitely want to point that out, you know, you do recognize the, the responsibility to one another because we are in a society, we are in a community, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, there, the argument is about what that looks like, not whether or not we are. Right. And... and uh, Part of this, too, is I'm just having so much fun having two more 
quasi-libertarians in the group. <laughs> where, where it's like, wow, me and Cajun are like brainwaves here, man. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's move on because we, uh, we, we can yeah. certainly go on. Um, Martin, yeah, what, is, what is your quote? Uh, I'm not sure anymore. I'm going to change my mind. And, <laughs> well, and, and you have the freedom to I was do gonna say, that. You were supposed I, I, to decide that while we were talking. I know. I'm sort of this, this whole I'm not the Lone Ranger anymore. I'm no longer a voice crying alone in the wilderness. So no, I'm, I'm just teasing. I'm if just you're crying teasing. and alone in the wilderness, you ain't going to eat because you didn't scare all the food away, silly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's so good. Uh, again, Cage and I are going to go out right after this and buy more ammunition. I think, right? Uh, uh, no, I, you never have enough. Yes, never have enough. I need two more, uh, two more mags. I don't have enough mags. That's important too, because yeah. you can't you be don't have your at mags. least six. You should have eight for enough for any one weapon. I, right now, I'm sitting on thirteen, and that just gives me the willies. So I got, I need two more, so I can go to fifteen. You need at least fifty. Well, I mean, then I might as well have belt fed. That's a fair point. <laughs> yes, but if I have six to eight mags for each of my weapons, then I'm well past your 50. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's I'm just, I'm just focusing on one. So, uh, yeah. Um, okay, so the quote that I picked out in a, in a serious vein is, again, about uh, – Good government. I was inspired by our previous discussions. Well, what does good government actually look like? Yeah, a constant theme mm-hmm. we have here at Snakes and Otters. So I went back to George Washington, and I don't think we've, we've done this one. We must consult our means rather than our wishes. Oh. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, That's a very libertarian idea. Well, but it's... It's a common sense idea. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not doubting it. I'm not yeah, by the means. Yeah, I mean, it, to me, that isn't really a, a conservative or anything idea. It's, you can wish for a lot of things, but you got to pay for all that shit. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's that's very... That is a conservative idea, though. Yeah, yes. you don't... There shall be no deficit spending and things like that. Well, but... What you're suggesting? Conservative in the sense that the classical conservative, because obviously yes. the modern conservatives... Are just as willing, if not more so, than modern liberals. Yeah, I mean, yeah that, that, spin, that, uh, that yes. is a long discussion right there. You're you know, exactly you had, right. yeah, every every both parties spend on what they want to spend on. Mm-hmm. Yes, they only become whether, deficit hawks when they don't control Congress. Yeah. Whether or not they they have the means to do it, it's a whole other story. Because politicians nowadays are just blowing smoke up everybody's ass, giving them everything that they could think of. Which kind of begs the point: is is that essentially an infinite pot when you speak about deficit spending does it not seem you can spend what you want to does that not kind of go against well, exactly the very quote you're saying here well yeah because you're not going to cut yourself off if you're the one in power at the time that's right you will find a way now we've tried to balance the budget we've given lip service to balancing the budget well, it did happen in the late 90s absolutely absolutely yeah. clinton balanced the budget i mean yeah. which you well, know he signed those. That he yeah. did. He would never have done it without a Republican Congress. I understand. Right. There's 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 a tension here, but you know, uh, there's some serious. You know, it, it's it for before that it was like, well, we can never do this, and now all of a sudden it is, and then again, not so much. And, and I'm fully cognizant that this kind of a statement is he's he's in a moment of his time. He's he, was the, he has no idea Washington. about fiat Washington. money. He has no idea about well, 
this massively interconnected international economy with dozens of sectors of manufacturing and information age, all of this. Well, the, the perceived value of the American dollar. I mean, there was no such thing as an American dollar when he's talking about that. Right. I mean, well, you're talking about local banks issuing specie, you know, and everything backed by hard money and gold at that time. Gold, yeah. But you see, he's, he's I, I think at that time, he's not just talking about the purse strings because at that time, there was no federal government. Right. There was no money to work with. It's not. Well, just, there was still money. Well, yeah, but the but means I, I, gold has yeah, always been. But, yeah, I mean, you're right. There was I, no centralized government. Yeah, I mean, say, means like goes beyond level. just the money. I think. Yes. I think Imperator's correct here because it's, you you've got you've got politicians now to just get the vote, promising things that are air. Take for example our our local governor here, Bashir. <laughs> Promising that he's going to decriminalize marijuana for medical use. And it's like, where the hell did that come from? He's got no power to do that. Well, it's it's been a long, long-standing argument here in this state. I remember going back into the 80s. Gilbert, oh, yeah. Gilbert, Gilbert, Gilbert Galbraith. That's right. Gilbert Galbraith brought it up yeah. years ago. But, and you, but you've got other ones, too. You've got... Oh, uh, Biden, for example, promising to remove student debt, cancel it out. It gets blown down by the Supreme Court. What's he do the next day? I'm going to do it anyway. I'll figure out another way. We're going to well, get you your debt. To be fair, now, he, his, his position has always been, I cannot unilaterally say nobody has any more debt. Oh, well, that's true. Right. But it, he's, he's willing to forgive so much of it. Yeah. Well, and to be but, honest, again, it's degree, ex- not kind. Executives yes. have been doing that sort of stuff all exactly. over the place. I mean, Lincoln a suspended habeas corpus for God's sakes. That is, I mean, that is about as anti-constitutional as you can get. So, there's precedent for this sort of stuff now granted. That was war, this is not but where well, there's it was that under COVID line though. COVID time. is a very good example about yeah. that. That was war. It was war on a pandemic. That's correct, and, 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 and consequently, uh, the times justify the means. But yeah. do they? Well, that, that's the argument. Yeah. Right. No, and but, that's, but that's that's what that's we the should. Yeah. That's, that's, so we need a good war to get rid of the debt. There was that uh, argument for a long, long time. Yeah. But, was, you know, yeah. but right. no war has ever reduced debt. No, no but it makes money. <laughs> But it does. Yeah. It does for the war production industries. Absolutely, yes. World War One is a great example of that stuff. I oh, mean, yeah. there was it was the first industrial war, and World I mean, War Two. Well, yeah. th- that they had perfected it by that time. Yeah. But there was that's a little bit of a different argument, though. Oh, the, yeah. the industrial yeah, they brought um, the women into the labor force to pay them less to do yeah. it. <laughs> uh, they, they brought in the industrial uh, military complex in the mm-hmm. in World War One was a huge, huge thing. But ironically, we're spending more on the military-industrial complex now in peacetime than we did for World War One or World War Two. I know uh, the world has changed. Well, our weapons are far more complex and very expensive. And very expensive. Um, I, I would like to, to examine this uh, quote from a different angle because the Do it. the, the, the dollars it. are the obvious. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. But. Basically, could you repeat your quote just because I don't want to mangle it? Yes. We must consult our means rather than our wishes. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when I think about Lincoln, or I mean uh, Washington, and how he would have thought of this, 
I don't think there's just a dollar component to this. Mm-hmm. No, there's not. Because mm-hmm. the the same is true for anything we wish to undertake as a personal venture. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not just do we have the money to be able to buy whatever we need to do this. It's do we have the ability within ourselves? Do we have mm-hmm. the, the physical, the mental means to do the task that we have set before us? Ooh, and the fortitude. Uh, what do you exactly. want to call it? Yeah. Fortitude. Uh, fortitude is the word. You Absolutely. want to call it skill. You want to call it talent. Uh, talent. You want to call mm-hmm. it mindset, attitude, whatever. Will. I mean, to use Gordon uh, Liddy's word, that's sometimes uh, that's what we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of these are are important, uh, and, and the dollars are, are the dollars can be gotten, uh, mm-hmm. whether it be because you've raised them, because you've saved saved the money, or. Because you're the government, you can print money or borrow money at work. Borrow, yeah, um, or steal. Or, well, uh, yeah, or with the government, printing and borrowing is pretty much the same thing because they print the money so that we can borrow, so it can borrow it from itself, which yes. is a asinine thing. Let a private not in Washington's time, though. I mean, it was, not in Washington's time. In Washington's time, time, you know, that was one of Hamilton's strengths was this idea of we need to establish this nation's credit by borrowing and paying it back. Right, the paying it back is the is the important right, part, right? Which we don't do anymore. We just borrow more to pay yeah. back. Well, we've reached the apex. We're kind of the apex predator in the financial world. Well, government speaking, means also has a different different definition at this time because it also includes your livestock, your horses, yes. your wagons. It's like me being a farmer. I may not have a whole lot of money in the bank or mm-hmm. on paper, but it's all sitting there on four wheels yep. and equipment. Right. You are asset rich, cash poor kind right. of thing. Yeah. So I think it means right. you have to it, take it, it pa- far past money, both yeah. in your fortitude it, yeah, and ir- your available means to make it. Yeah, it's irrespective of liquidity. Right. Yeah, your yeah. your forty means acres of production of, to use a uh, a Marxian phrase. Yeah, yeah. but right. but means do we have the means to plan enough food to feed everybody in the colony for the next year and right. make it through the winter? Mm-hmm. Right. Do we have enough seed? Do we have enough whatever? Right. Do we have forty acres. Have of we urban cleared seeds? enough land? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, you know, there's so much more than money, and I, I think that's it's, a common failing of yeah. uh, modern society is we are so focused on the dollar side of mm-hmm. things. Well, we oh, ever since I was a kid, people look at the farm out there and say, oh, they're rich. Yeah. No, we're not rich at all. There ain't a whole lot of money here. It's all you're looking. It's not invest. liquid. None oh, of it's yeah. liquid. Right. right. If, yeah, if you can't you know, take a handful of dirt and go to the store to buy your groceries, it don't mean nothing. Exactly. Yeah. And it don't taste good, do? No. They no. don't trade steak for corn, so. Well, you kind of do, process. but yeah. it's a long process. <laughs> it's not direct. Yeah, like it's not said. direct. Yeah, you can't, that's you can't a long-term vegetarian plan. Yeah, that's right. Yes. And that's very much again that that is when you take the context of Washington's time. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. It is this idea of yes, we could wish for a lot of things. Whatever the reality, whatever is yeah, the reality is different. Whatever the sense of. What we'd like to do as a government, this quote, I don't know, I don't have a date, but I'm thinking this is probably a presidential quote. I would think this so. This is probably mm-hmm. a message to Congress, that kind of thing. It, it this almost, could also have been a quote as, uh, by him as general, too. Uh, it's going to apply to yeah. prosecuting the it war. It almost strikes me as, and I don't want to phrase it this way, but I can't really think a way around it. It's almost a dampening effect. It's like, don't dream too big. And I don't um, like that aspect of this. I I think it's, you know, think of a dream 
that's great, but remember our structure here, this Republican structure that we put together. No limitations. Has has limits, and sometimes those are money limits, and sometimes those are constitutional well, limits. Well, I think it even goes beyond the Republican structure, uh, you know, small r, uh, because it's it, it's an acknowledgement that uh, our grass, our reach is greater than our grass, mm-hmm. and that's okay, and that is okay, yeah. and that just because we can dream bigger than we can uh, actually. Uh, actualize uh is not a problem but we have to recognize that uh because philosophically speaking yes absolutely our dreams need to be bigger than our means sure yeah because we are small-minded people if all we dream of is what we can currently do that's a sad people in my opinion well, that if but, your dreams are no bigger than your than your current grasp, well, to strive to grow. seek to file to not to yield, that's Tennyson. That's what well, he's talking about. Well, to be fair, about. though, Washington was a general. And when it comes to military leadership, you have to be a realist. Yes. Dreams create losses on the battlefield. Reality's just it. And if you don't have the army to do this or do that you have to find a different way of doing it you either have to alter your strategy or you have to aim lower and that's exactly what washington did yeah. it's very insightful i mean he yeah. he employed well, yeah, that, what was called a a fabian strategy exactly. through much of the war of mm-hmm. i can't lose this army i can lose battles yes. as long as i don't lose the army mm-hmm. and i can wear the british down until such a point of yeah. Ironically, that, that Lee Lee used the same strategy too. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that is that's so insightful. That's so insightful. That's exactly what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's coming from a particular place that doesn't really promote the idea of the dream of the exploration oh. of being better. Well, you know, that's just outside the context here. That's not to say that he wouldn't necessarily think that way. Otherwise, mm-hmm. this quote is pretty right. You know what? That's grounded. Because, that's because he's living. At a time mm-hmm. when everybody, to use a quote from um, Teddy Roosevelt, everybody is living in the arena. There is no ability to sit back and observe and leech off of. You starve if you observe. Yes. Yeah. Just Everybody's in the arena. It's a much striving. more basic attempt. Yeah. Yeah. And now, granted, you, you say, well, you know, you know, he was a slave owner. He was very much living off of other people. Yeah. Okay, yes, there there's a lot of truth to that, but the man still went out and uh, built great things. He built an army. He, he rode his that farm. That defeated the greatest every nation on yeah. earth. I mean, he he managed his farm after his presidency every day. Right. Personally managed. Right. And you know, he he laid down the the foundations and the, and the mm-hmm. traditions that all presidents up until the second Roosevelt honored until then. And you know he he yeah. did it because he was he was in the arena striving, yeah. mm-hmm. not sitting at home wishing things could be better. I think that's part of this too, right? And, oh, and yeah. again, he, it's a very particular moment in time. Yes, he's he's addressing things that Congress wants to do. Most likely, again, mm-hmm. I don't have a date, but I'm just thinking this is probably part of his relationship with Congress and saying. Hey, you guys can mm-hmm. think of a lot of things, but good government 
a government that can survive has to consider its means always. He's speaking from a position of frugality, mostly because that's what he's had to deal with. Scarcity, uh, he does not have a philosophy of abundance. He has a philosophy of scarcity. Um, It's important to remember that many of the founders, part of their friction with, with Britain is the debts that they had incurred. They hated debt. Yeah, yeah. They hated debt. They True. were in debt to... French and Indian War in particular. Well, they were in, in debt personally mm-hmm. to London merchants to yeah. a huge degree. And they felt like they didn't get a fair shake from their creditors and, and from these merchants. Um, and that, yeah, a lot of the debt was imposed by the crown as well because... Right, because they couldn't make things... They had to import. They were well, not just that, but I mean, they they were assigned a share of the the uh, English debt for war. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we were here protecting you from the from the vile French. Here's the bill. Here's the bill. <laughs> right. Yeah. It, but it, it personally, a lot of these early landholders, Jefferson, Washington, and so on, they were personally in debt. Right. Well, and, a lot and, of that and, debt would be assigned personally, not yeah. just, at, you know, oh here. This amount needs to be paid by this colony. Yeah, and so yeah. little was made here, they had to import it and yeah. bring it over. Mm-hmm. And for all of those things, they were in debt, and they couldn't pay those debts because of the economic restrictions the crown placed upon them mm-hmm. for their trade. Right. They couldn't sell their tobacco Just at anyway. the highest price. Yeah. They had to only sell it to Britain. Mm-hmm. They couldn't sell the timber to the highest bidder. They could only sell the timber to Britain. Right, right. And All right, so I think we have yeah. probably uh, very much pummeled please, that one. No, please go turn. ahead. Yes. Let's see what you can pull out of your ass. No, it's time for bourbon break. Oh, oh yeah, okay. that's right. We've got we haven't been talking so long. I'm not sure I remember what I poured. Uh, well, you know, if you can't remember, then maybe you should just pour a third one, a fourth one. That's, mm-hmm. uh, or maybe uh, I should lay off. Uh, <laughs> or that, or that. So uh, I'll go first with the bourbon break. So uh, I uh, went back to a very old favorite. Uh, this is probably the second oldest bourbon uh, for the group, uh, 1792. Yeah. Uh, the small batch is a great uh, year, yes. the, uh, the one that we are talking about here. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is one of those uh, – the small batches tend to be uh, very good bourbons. Not always, but uh, you know, this one especially I, I, I've always liked. Um, it's <clears> – <throat> it's, uh, uh, it's got a very nice uh, – Sharpness in the mouth really uh, explodes. Uh, what do we call it? Da- uh, 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 the uh, bloom. The the, the the Kentucky kiss. Yes, yes. Kentucky the, kiss. Yes, that's how it makes you feel in the mouth. Yes. So when and you do the Kentucky chew, that's the kind of move. I'm not saying around. a word. And you probably shouldn't. This is a family show. Uh, yeah. Most of the time. Most, Most of the time. Yeah. Um, but it's it's got a nice. Um, uh, even though it's got a nice little bit of a burn with that in your mouth, it's very, it, you know, it's not one of those things that hangs around and, and makes you want to uh, have to go drink uh, cold water or milk to, to, to get the fire out of your mouth or anything like that. Um, like more smoky friends. than sweet. Uh, notice I ignore much of what the Imperator says. Yes. Uh, but, you know, you're used to that, right? Uh, I'm married. Uh, exactly. Exactly. Uh, so 1792 is, is an old favorite, uh, highly recommended for, for anybody uh, who wants to, to try out a new bourbon. But, uh, very good stuff. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, Cajun? 
I'm giving the blade and bow, bow and blade a try this time around. And uh, it's, it's a light bourbon. I mean, it's not heavy at all. Uh, plain. There's some citrus working in there. And I'm not sure. Maybe some molasses on the tail side of it. Mm. There's a sweetness there. I don't think it's maple. Mm, interesting. It is more of a summer bourbon. Yeah, it's almost got that springtime bouquet to it almost. Now, Martin, you had that uh, the first episode today, didn't you? Yes. Uh, did you see similar uh, hints of that? I mean, I'll have to uh, to defer to Cajun's superior palate. Well, I'm, no, I'm asking what your personal... Uh, did you get a oh, sweetness that, off of that? Yes. Like, oh, a, I mean, like a maple or molasses or something along that line. Maybe a honey, touch of honey. Somewhere there's some kind <laughs> of sweetness, but I don't think it's maple. Honey is probably a good description. I think oh, honey works. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I thought it was good stuff. Always, yes. Mm-hmm. Blade and Bow is one. It's it's new for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, first it time is, we tried it yes. was the last time we were here, so that would have been what April. Yeah, it's been uh, a while. So that's that's new to the show. Um, so uh, Francis, what are you drinking? I'm stealing your devil's cut, sir. Uh, the, the last time we were together, that's what you that's what you had did. And I was reading the bottle here. Now uh, it's it's got a, a it's a, um, a ninety proof, which is not excessive excessively high. But they, they, they lay it out like this. They say, we extract this dark and intense liquid from our charred barrel walls, blend it with extra-aged bourbon, and they call it uh, something uh, – it's, it, it's just amazing. Uh, it's, it's dark. The sweat and oak is what they're doing after they've emptied the barrel. That's right. Yeah. Extra-aged in the heart of Kentucky on that. And it's yeah, got- and I wonder how much they actually get out of the barrels that's usable. Like how much of that bottle actually comes from what they – I'd say a quarter or less. Yeah, yeah, no more. They call it dark and intense. That's a good way to put it. And it's not bad that way, but, of course, I'm drinking it with over ice. I'm not picking up dark and intense with this, but it's excellent. It really is. And maybe that's because maybe this is intended to be drank neat. I don't know. Maybe that's what they're basing this on. I don't know. I mean, I've I've had it neat, um, and certainly uh, right after I've poured it over ice, and I think you still get what you get with most bourbons is is a yeah. explosion of flavor. That's after. right. It's it's they call it dark um, and intense, but it's not outside the. Well, realms. I think dark and intense. Maybe they mean uh, it is a bit heavier in the sense that uh, uh, when you drink it, you know you're drinking uh, a, a bourbon with some bite. But it, it's it's in no way comparable to that you know 120 proof Old Forester we had the Prohibition style. No, no, it's certainly it's a different kind of bite. I think that's right. That's uh, right. I, I would agree. Oh. It, it, you know, maybe it's because of what comes out of the the uh, the charred oak. Uh, you know, it, it's going to bring a little bit more of that harshness, that smoky flavor, than uh, a normal bourbon would. Is what I would guess. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, th- I think that, I think you're exactly right, sir. So, uh, Marty, what do, what about you? I uh, I poured some of the uh, Russell's Reserve. Oh, did you? Yes. Oh, now had you had that the last time we were? Uh, I've actually had it many years ago. I love it. Ah, okay. Um, but I'm not. I'm not too. Uh, I'm not much of a. I don't have a big objection to the licorice tail end. That that's. But it's not, definitely there, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, there there is there is a strong flavor at the tail end. Again, that anise uh, flavor, but I, I mean, not that I go out of my way for licorice candy or anything, but I don't mind it. Um, 
but I, I love the mellowness. It's 10 years old. It, mm-hmm. It's, you know, it, that's a long time to age bourbon. And it, it and is. Yeah. For the price I mean, not the longest, point, but for the mm-hmm. price point, it's excellent stuff. Yeah, that is a. It, it, I think that's something like between forty and fifty, um, give or take a little. And it used to be less than that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it used to you get that for thirty five bucks. Oh, okay. And and it, it's well, you know, even the uh, basil has uh, approached now uh, almost forty dollars. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, inflation has hit bourbon hard. I uh, I strongly considered picking up some uh, old Fitzgerald for us for the next time we're at Studio M. Oh, that's like twelve bucks a bottle. <laughs> Just well, you know that see. that Heaven Hill uh, bottled and bomb that I've got in there. Yeah, that's a that's a very fine it's, bourbon. It's a yeah. fine bourbon. It's not expensive yeah. at all. No, well, I, but I, you're I, right. We've never done the lower price I, I, other than the the Heaven Hill. Yeah, like, that's the only one. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, I've got uh, Evan Williams at home. We've done, mm-hmm. and Evan Williams at fifteen to eighteen, solid. Oh, personal favorite Cajun. Evan Williams is one of the best buys for your money, especially the seventeen eighty three line. It yeah. is. It's called it small batch is. now, but before they took. The wording off it always was. I said age ten years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was the only low price one you could buy for twenty five dollars. That was aged ten years at the time. Yeah. yeah, and then I picked. I did pick up a bottle of regular eighty. Was it eighty six proof Old Forester? Yes, that hasn't been open for for next time. So we'll have a couple of inexpensive. Oh ones yeah, to do next time. Yeah, good, and good. and and you know I want to stress for people. Hey, don't be afraid. Of inexpensive bourbons, there are some that are tremendously oh, flavorful. Very old Barton is always oh. very dependable. Yes, the VOB I think is yeah. uh, it's it, always it's fine very, very good. Bourbon. And I don't think we featured it on the show. If I'm thinking, no, about we have it. talked well, about it uh, several times. Yeah, but it's it's a very fun. not actually tasted. Urban pricing and popularity from the society out there go hand in hand. Yes. Some yeah. of the high stuff isn't even that good. Some of the cheapest stuff just hasn't been picked up and broadcast across the market to yeah. give it a red wax top and say, hey, it's great. Right. I mean, you know, makers, they they are the the primo marketer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They do it so well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I would love to grab a bottle of blends. I do think it's worth what you pay. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. Um, but, well, you know, for those of out there in the audience, if you're not a bourbon fan, and somebody somebody tells you, oh, you got to go get this, or you got to go get that. No, what start what, with Evan Williams and work your way up. What we may want to consider doing is, uh, in in memory of how we when we all got together and what have you, we may want to consider doing a college drink night. Oh, Boone Farm. Oh wow! Uh, <laughs> wow! Maybe David twenty twenty. Mad Dog twenty Mad twenty. Dog that's 2020. right. 2020. Well, it's, it's, Thunderbird. The M and the D stand for Morgan David. That's right. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, that's what's for. Everybody and, called it Mad Dog. Everybody that's called right. it Mad Dog in the day. Uh, yep. You know, yep. some jungle juice, perhaps. You know, our uh, when was good the last friend. Last time in, you uh, had high C. Uh, our, our good friend in Michigan, he actually roomed with a guy whose preferred drink was Mad Dog. Was Mad Dog? Ooh. Yeah. Mad dog. Uh, there's a, there is a lot to be said for when we were struggling, impoverished young men. Uh, you know, I have not desperately I, to get girls. Uh, I think that you, know, you weren't Jack trying Daniels desperately. Days. The rest of us were trying desperately. You weren't. And Scott. You didn't well, he was never really that desperate because he never, never had desperate. to be. Never had to be. Yeah, back in those days, it was Scotch and uh, Jack Daniels. 
Well, like, that or uh, Usher's Green Stripe. Uh, oh yes, Usher's Green Stripe. Green, Usher's oh, I had Stripe Scotch. Forgotten about that one. Yeah, that's just that, that wasn't bad stuff. No, it's quite good for the price. Mm. I actually Jeez came across a bottle of Lagavulin. Ooh. What scotch? <laughs> that's that's uh, uh, Ron Swanson's favorite scotch. Yeah. Ah, Lagavulin. Yes, Ron Ron Swanson is one of my heroes. Mm-hmm. He's a Speaking libertarian of, hero. Yeah. Yes. Speaking of heroes, though, <laughs> Martin, you need to hammer this home. I mean, yeah. Robert. Yeah, Robert. I'm sorry. That's what I meant. That's what I said. No, no I didn't. It's not for you. Zap him. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, so. I called him. I called him Martin. Yeah, he called me Martin. No, he goes, oh, like he's a damn pirate. Oh, yes, yes. That's why not. All right. So, uh, as you know, so it's my job to tie all this crap together. Uh, Good luck. And uh, of course, adding uh, two uh, uh, <laughs> loose cannons to the mix makes my job. Well, that was rather polite of him, don't you say? <laughs> well, we are a family show. Not inaccurate, guys. Uh, but not inaccurate. Yes, uh, it does make my job. I'm flattered. Yeah. Well. Does make my job a little more difficult, but as I always like to do, I ask you guys to repeat your quotes uh, so that oh, we have yeah. them before I uh, dig it up. Yeah. That way, you know, it helps remind me of what you've said, and you know, make sure I've made the right choice. Well, have well to remind the uh, Andy. Do you want me to go? Uh, let's go around the original uh, order. Right, here, here. Original, uh, original order. order. Um, well, all right, why don't you go ahead because you have yours handy, then Martin. All right, George Washington. We must consult our means. Rather than our wishes. Okay. All right. Mine, Thomas Edison, opportunity is missed by most people because it is dressed in overalls and looks like work. Yes, very good. Very good. Love it. Cajun or uh, Imperator? There's no client as scary as an innocent man. Mm. I think his may be the deepest of all the ones today so far. Oh, I think so. Yeah, yeah. The other two are pretty straightforward so far. The the people who cast the votes don't decide an election. The people who count the votes do. Joseph Stalin. Joseph Stalin, yes. Um, Which led to a very interesting discussion of uh, the political system uh, in general. Oh, yes. It's quite nice. Um, All right, so I've actually got um, three here that, uh, kind of all go together, mm-hmm. and they're kind of a if-then kind of comments. I, I'm going to use all three because they, I think they kind of uh, help tie together everything we're talking about. Oh, look at you breaking the rules! Mm-hmm. Well, that's the nice thing about being the hammer. I can uh, you rebel. I can be a rebel. And, yes. Yeah. I don't so, know. This is, might be a sign of defeat. You're not just using one. To tie everything together. You're well, there are three. four of you, so I'm even more outnumbered than I was. Uh, and so. two of us are me and the emperor. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So uh, the the first these are all anonymous. I do not have uh, who said them. Just uh, they were. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even remember where I got these, but uh, it's in my various lists of kind of proverbial here. wisdom. Exactly. So knowledge is being aware of what you can do. Wisdom is knowing when not to do it. Mm. Okay. Uh, Jurassic Park? Uh, <laughs> oh, no, very good. Very good, yes. Would certainly fit there. Um, the next one, uh, your problem isn't the problem. Your reaction is the problem. Love that one. Yeah, mm-hmm. Absolutely let that yeah. one. Uh, and this, uh, uh, this final one, uh, this very much ties into Martin's quote. Uh, you can do anything, but not everything. Yes. 
I do like that. Yeah. That's so, very nice Washington's message. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the reason I, I like the three of these together uh, is because they lay out, uh, yes, uh, a positive. You know, you know that we, we, we all agree, you know, that uh, uh, there is a, a, a premise that we all agree mm-hmm. with that is a good thing. But then there's a cautionary tale. And I think that is is very true. This this idea of the cautionary tale that we've all talked about so far, whether it be Stalin's quote about what matters is who counts the votes, that in itself is a cautionary statement. Absolutely, uh, oh, yeah. because you have to have a moral uh, system and a moral people to mm-hmm. count the votes if it's going to be uh, a just system. Mm-hmm. Yes, a moral people. Yes, our system is made for a moral people, uh, very much so. And I think that's a Washington as well. Um, no, I want to say that that is an Adams. Probably. I could yeah. be wrong uh, about that, but I'm, I'm uh, yeah, thinking I, Adams. I'm Douglas or Samuel? Uh, <laughs> the other Adams, John. Oh, the first John. John. Okay. The Douglas first John. That's, that's uh, humorous, sir. Yes. Mm-hmm. Make sure you uh, have your towel. Uh, absolutely, never go anywhere without a towel. Um, and then, um, you know, we talk about uh, Cajun's quote about uh, nothing so scary as, as uh, having to defend a just or a an innocent man, mm-hmm. an innocent man. Um, you know, that I think is very much this first quote about about wisdom. I think uh, uh, being able to defend a, uh, an innocent man. Uh, there's a moral responsibility that is far greater because if you fail, if the, if the guy you know is guilty, well, he probably deserved to go to jail for something, mm-hmm. uh, as we talked about. Um, but the wisdom is knowing, but as you pointed out, who among us is truly innocent? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think wisdom uh, is is part of that, knowing when uh, when it is just to let the, the innocent man to go to jail or the man who is at least innocent of what he's being charged with. Uh, or when it is just to defend the man you know is absolutely guilty of other things. Uh, I think there's uh, a, a lot. I think wisdom comes into play a lot with that, as well as all of these other things about, you know, whether it be uh, who's going to count the votes, uh, whether or not to know that the the hard work is required to be able to to to, to have what is uh, before us, uh, whether it be uh, you know people consider people are. Who come into good things lucky, as we talked about in Imaginarium, you know, uh, lucky writers spent years working hard to, to attain that luck. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The old, old phrase, yeah. overnight success. Yeah, right. overnight for the last year 25 years. Success. Yes. Yeah. You still have to um, do the work to go back to, to what Martin was saying. Yeah. You still have to do that work to, in order for that luck to finally strike. Right. Because and if you don't, then there's no such thing. And, and you know, a good deal of, of what both of you were talking about with that, with the work being disguised or uh, opportunity being disguised as work and uh, working within your means, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think a lot of all of this, uh, you know, if I had to pick one, I would probably pick the, your problem isn't the problem. Your, your problem, your reaction is the problem because how we respond to the various situations that uh, we are presented with in life uh, is far more important uh, quite often than the the actual uh, problems we are faced with, and fully within uh, our control. Yes, our yeah. reaction is is almost fully. Uh, some there are some reactions you know that are are, are uh, animal instinct, 
visceral. Uh, that are very visceral, that are very uh, uh, outside of our control beyond the initial. Those are um, short term, though. Long, yes, they're long very short term. Or at least they're supposed to be. Yeah. They're almost. Well, I suppose often, you're right. Some people can't get, ever get out of that. Exactly. They can't get out and of that. And that's why I say if I had to drill it down to just one, is your reaction is the problem. Mm-hmm. It's because you don't choose to react or you don't choose to respond. Uh, the gener- generally, the difference is between the react and respond is the react is the autonomic response. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, that's fair. You know, the jumping when there's a loud noise. Uh, you know, say babies are only afraid of two things, loud noises and falling. Uh, and those are, are inbred into our, into our DNA. Uh, you hear uh, an animal growl in the dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to raise the hackles of just about anybody. But what do you do about that? You know, do you realize it's, you know, it's the tiny little chihuahua with the big voice uh, that, that growls really big, or is it the lion? Um, it, it, you know, it, and w- which one it is, you know, uh, or, or, you know, well, how you respond, how you perceive it, uh, determines how you respond. Mm-hmm. Now, you may be responding to the wrong thing. Uh, you may think it's the chihuahua, but it's actually the lion. But at least you've made a choice. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, even a stupid choice, I'll grant you that. Uh, that is often the case, that we make stupid choices. Um, but how we respond to all these things, whether it be deciding what we can afford uh, or what we have the means to do, or whether or not we're willing to commit to the work, or whether or not we're willing to take the moral risk involved with uh, defending the uh, uh, the innocent man, the moral risk to ourselves, uh, or whether or not we choose to uh, to object when the wrong people count the votes, mm-hmm. uh, or don't count the votes, as the case may be. Uh, all of that comes back to what we choose to do as individuals, right? What we choose to do as moral agents unto ourselves, because we are all moral agents. We all choose to act on our own uh, morality. Yes, Mm -hmm. absolutely. And uh, even not acting is a choice, uh, because far too many wish to abrogate that responsibility, but they can't. Uh, You know, that's one of the things that I was talking about, uh, Martin, we were talking about um, how much of what, you how to balance the rights and responsibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, part of your responsibility is being a moral agent in the world. Uh, and moral agent almost entirely implies your interactions with other people. Yes. Life's annoying backpack. Yes. People are, yeah, responsibility. Yes. And inherent in the concept of responsibility is how you interact with others. Yes. I mean, if you're just by yourself, then it wouldn't matter. Your actions would only affect yourself. But your Which, actions, well, still does matter, but it, but it your, has your greater actions, consequences. Yeah, your actions affect other people, and yes. therefore it, it, life's annoying backpack. Yep, people are life's annoying. Yes, as um, Responsibility. the youngest spawn uh, discovered when he was at uh, Governor Scholar uh, these last five weeks, we talked to him that first night, and uh, he was tired. He was exhausted. Because for him, peopling is hard. Yes. I, I sympathize. Yeah. So, you know, he very much would understand the life's annoying I, backpack. Classic introvert. Yes, mm-hmm. that's right. Because peopling is hard. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. Well, you you know, after mass, peopling is hard. It is. That's correct. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're, you are, uh, you yeah. are uh, bushed, knocked out, ready to take a nap when you're finished. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Yes, and when you've preached for, you know, four... Um, four masses, that's right, yeah. Four masses. Used to be five for me. And when you've preached all of those, and you've gone from the, the highs and lows uh, back to back, from, oh, you know, we're getting married next spring, uh, to we just lost our baby, uh, which mm, just yeah. recently happened w- with a couple um, that, that uh, we are close with. Well, re- re- not real close, but, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. we know and... Uh, yeah. And... Well, imaginarium for three days. That's yeah. a lot of people. Well, that's, that's a lot that's of people. Down. It was, yeah. It was, it was well. i kind of person. Well, you know, some people are you're that pickling way. what? Yeah, it's a, you're that's, an extrovert then. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the, ex- the, the essential difference. The extrovert draws energy and inspiration from others. The introvert draws energy from Not. inside, from self-pursuits. Neither one is wrong. It's just right. two different ways of mm-hmm. of drawing your energy. People what drain the energy. introvert. They yes. energize the extrovert. That's yes. yes, that's yeah. the best way to put it. Well, I'm actually both, depending upon the influence at the time. We are Most yeah. of us are yeah. functional in both areas. Yes. yes. Correct. That's a very uh, good for point. Instance, Once you reach a certain level of maturity, I think. For, for I would say definitely for the three of us, we tend to be... The original snakes and otters, we tend to be more on the introverted side. The introverted Very side. much so, but we've learned but to our, function. Yes, we, but, but we can function in large groups. But our preferred circle of influence is not large. You know, uh, yeah. 90% of my circle of influence that I prefer is sitting in this room. You know? I mean, yeah, I would be a shitty salesman. Right, right. I hate I, sales. I, I, can't, I hate sales. I can't do it. Yeah. Uh, I, I just would lay out this intellectual why you should buy this. Yeah, or I'd say the price is this. You're going to buy it or not? Yeah, and that doesn't work. I'm sophisticated in my understanding mm-hmm. of myself to know that doesn't work. Right, because really even introverts sick. have to be sold, but introverts can't sell other introverts. Yeah, you mm-hmm. you know you have to be able to emotionally connect to sell. Mm-hmm. Yes, why this is? Hey, this a project or this product will change your life. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time convincing people of that. Right. It's like, no, it's really cool. It's got 180 horsepower, and that probably explains my success with dating. I was almost going to go there, yes. but I'm kind of glad is. you ended up Don't there. Yes, it does. It I, is. I, I got something Ext- to sell you. Extroverts, uh, <laughs> and I can prove it. <laughs> oh Lord, there's no doubt. <laughs> the evidence is right here, baby. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Robert, you've done a tremendous job of. Hammering yes. all that together. Yeah. I mean, uh, you kind of slid into a, a three-part piece there, but mm-hmm. uh, I, your record is, your batting average is, is undiminished. Well, thank you, sir. I mean, I did focus in finally on the uh, your reactions, your problems no, and the problems. You know, well, we, we, we're, we're doing but, this live. Right. We kind of work our way through things. That's, that's, the, a, that's the beauty. But the other two support it. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. Still. That's the beauty like of Snakes and Otters. It was like an off-the-cuff homily. Well, you know, uh, honestly, I think some of my uh, other than some a couple, of the best ones, yeah, my mm-hmm. best homilies were uh, were given at um, uh, communion services as opposed to masses, mm-hmm. because at the communion services almost everybody wings it. Uh, even sure. daily masses, most priests just wing it, yeah, because uh, they don't have to do a, a long uh, ten or fifteen minute homily. If uh, you know your craft, it's not hard, and, right? Mm-hmm. If Certainly, for as long as we have been, well, uh, it deacons, takes a while to get there. Yeah, you know, if we couldn't stand up and even talk as much as twenty minutes on a particular topic, cold. Yeah, then shame, shame on us. Yeah. Shame on us. 
Uh, now, whether or not we can make that interesting is another <laughs> topic entirely. Yeah, you have to you have to yeah. guard against rambling and uh, and incoherence, which yes, we were usually pretty um, good at that. And, and you know, or even the the other uh, the thing is, you know, uh, early preach when you when you preach the early in, uh, uh, tendency is to throw in everything. Yeah, you and, have to you have to learn to pace yourself. Yeah, you have to learn to pace. As uh, as Father Philip uh, said to me, uh, uh, you know, you're going to be with these people for a really long time. That's right. You yeah. can parcel it out a little little bit at a time. Mm-hmm. You don't have to hammer them with all of your wisdom all at once. <laughs> Amen. So, Robert, before we conclude and before we ask Francis what's next, I believe we we missed something in Bourbon Break that you wanted to bring up. Yes, yes. And, and, uh, Cajun kind of nibbled at the corner, but you guys got to participate in something really cool. Uh, yes, and, and you should have been there. Yes. yes, if you're not there next year, we will have to drag you there. That is correct. I, I'm, just, I'm not ready. I'm not far enough along. Oh, that is the exact wrong attitude. That's an absolutely not a fact. No, no. It, this is exactly the – this is the milk of that you need. To be imbibing. To be imbibing. That's correct. There were several sessions at Imaginarium that would have that been are, perfect. That would have rocked your world. Yeah. And all yes. of a sudden – So North, tell, us, tell us what Imaginarium is. Cajun or – So well, I'll, I'll do it because I've or? been to two now. Yeah, um, that's right. Although Cajun has been to several other conferences. So he's – Playing he's both 50K out in Vegas mm-hmm. three, yeah. four times now. Yeah. Um, but Imaginarium uh, is 10 years old now, and it is a locally grown thing here in Louisville that is uh, a convention of writers uh, and uh, publishers, film. creatives, uh, creatives, creatives is the word they use. There's yeah. Yeah. Uh, cosplayers, there's artists, there's uh, just a, just an incredible large number of people. And that, you guys uh, focused on actual writers basically yes it's yeah, the bulk it, it yeah. is the bulk fiction writers yeah there's a there's a there's good also non-fiction do, too do non-fiction yeah, yeah. um matter of fact uh, one of the non-fiction uh, people there uh, tanita johnson she is she's just a gem yeah she uh, was the keynote speaker yeah i had not speaker. met her before but she she just knows her business uh, yeah. uh, all so many of them just they it, all do uh, yeah, terry it, brooks was there this year oh yeah the the amazing terry brooks who has been publishing uh, fantasy books since what 70s yeah since the 70s uh, as somebody asked you know uh, at a panel he was oh, yeah, on, i love this uh, you know what's your uh, best advice for becoming successful and you know the other people are doing you know talking about well you know you got to work hard you got to uh, do this that and the other thing and we got to terry brooks he said well you know, I don't know because my first book I sold a million copies. So you know, my advice is uh, you know sell a million copies of your first book and you'll be successful. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like it, well, it's hard to argue with yeah, that. It, <laughs> yeah, he yeah he he was a gem to uh, to, to be there. I, I was in at least two two panels with yeah. that he was in. Yeah. I actually got a couple books signed by him. Oh, yeah, he, I knew he was doing the signing copies, yeah. and he told me one of them very rare at this point. It was a first cut printing copy of. Uh, Elfstones. Oh, really? Oh, yes, yes. I remember you telling us about that. And uh, he was looking at it. He even went back checking the date and everything to make sure. And he said, it was very rare. Because I had him sign them right across the cover near yes. the bottom. There you go. Yeah. Uh, stand out. Uh, but the best part of Imaginarium, besides, you know, the panels are great. Yeah, you, you, learn, you learn a lot. You do learn a lot. Some more than others. Uh, yes, yeah, some more than others. Some are, well, you know, that was interesting, but it doesn't apply to me. Uh, but they also have like three or four going on at least, if not a half dozen at any given time. That's right. You have to pick and choose. So you can't do everything. Uh, but there's enough for everybody. That's and right. And not just panels. Workshops, too. Workshops, Some yes. just straight That's right. I'm glad you mentioned that, too, because it's not just that. It's uh, where you're actually hands-on with experts, shall we yes. say? Yeah, that, well, yes. 
I mean, anybody who presents is almost definitely going to be either a publisher or somebody who's been published. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, so there, you know, and if you've been published, then, you know, that, that makes you, now maybe you're still not that great, but you're still an expert because you have, you've yeah, gone you, through you've all gone to, You've reached a certain level of expertise and time spent and effort yes. uh, put forth. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's, it's amazing the craft. We've talked about the craft all the time. That's why... I cannot tell you how many times I said either to these two or in my mind, God, God damn it, Martin should be here. Especially <laughs> the last panel we was at that oh, we yeah. closed it out with. That's absolutely. The law panel. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, my God. Oh, law, law dogs. So, yeah, absolutely. That Which was fantastic. I'm thinking, you truly, we, we, we should have kicked you in the head, dragged your stubborn Scotsman <laughs> ass there, and made you sit through it because it would open up entire new worlds. You should have just come out for Sunday, if nothing else. Yeah, because like, you could have gotten just certain days. Uh, we, we all paid for the whole weekend. I had events I had to do, so I did came up last minute. but It did, and it was something I couldn't get out of. But I, I did make the things happen that I wanted to. And some of these were so invaluable, one of which, and I think I've told you, you guys were not at it, was, was called the Slush Fest. Yes. Right before I left. And, of course, I have a work in progress that's done. Two of them. And I was able to take the first page. I could have taken both with me. Uh, but, I know, but that's okay. I didn't but you know what? Taking I was, one lets other people get their stuff. That's in. right, because they didn't finish. There were several folks, that, and I was the second to the last one they did. They take your first page, and one of the panelists reads it aloud to everybody. And when you reach a certain point uh, that where a person on the panel says, I would have put the book down or had a question or issue, they raise their hand. And if all the panel members raise their hands, then you stop reading. And at the end, they, they go over everything like that. There's only one that got no hands. That wasn't mine. I got two. Uh, but the two that, the points that they raised. How many were on the panel? Uh, six. Okay. That's uh, cool. Good. It's yeah. not bad. Good. That's right. Uh, I, think, I think it was six. And one of them was a reader, though. She was doing the reading. So you actually had five others. And, I mean, it was – and every one of them, which one of the publishers there, from the guy from Jumpmaster Press, Kyle, fantastic guy. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they, he was sitting yes, – I made sure that he talked to Kyle. Right. Very much so. And he he's a professional editor. He's written 14 yes. books, but he does – I mean, he's like the hammer of the editors. And he's saying every one of us that got read, uh, nothing was – uh, unfixable. In fact, it was easily fixable. Right. And I'm thinking to myself, Martin, you should have been here. Because <laughs> well, even if you didn't submit, just sitting through that and listening, listening the way, because it was a very diverse type of fiction. It's all fiction, but it's a very different way of looking at it. And because uh, um, you don't know the genres. And it's, right. Because first pages, you can't always tell what the genre is. Oh, not is. at all. And, it, it's, and they don't, we don't disclose that. Because it's it's nobody knows who these people are. You just drop them on. And I know this sends shivers to the three of y'all, but now they are even mixing two and three genres in one novel, and yes. they're selling. Yes. Oh yeah, it yeah. can be done. Yes. Cross yeah. genre. Th- uh, Cross genres. Yeah. Yes. If you do there, it well, there are even I think there were at least two, if not three, panels. And, and they got. Yes. And they, I was at one of them. Yes. Yeah, and there was of some of those. You know, mixing horror and romance. I went to that one. You guys weren't at that one. Oh yeah. Well, horror and romance is it's it's, it's, it's a, been a thing for a really long time. It has been a thing like that. And uh, but it was and it was one of those things that you know we all got to pick it. We went to several together. Yes, but we often were were often we're on ourselves. Yeah. yeah, and that's the beauty of it. They had so many selections out there, and just being able to kind of immerse yourself in this world. Holy hound dogs! Yeah. Crime fiction is the one the la- one of the last ones I yeah. went to, and I'm thinking last year they had even more crime uh, oriented guys that were presenting, and they got some year. high level experts on this but, stuff here. I'm yeah, thinking I mean, Martin, I want to smack the snot out of you for not being here. 
Well, next year you have you to. Have to. And you then to. my lady came up and spent the weekend too with me, and we did the banquet and so forth, yeah, and the going twenties ball afterwards, and it was a damn good time. You, you, just you, you talking can, with people, yeah, just, other people that are on the same journey as you, besides us. <laughs> is is a big deal, you know. You learn it so really much. Is. You really do learn so much, and it's yeah. and there's a lot of bourbon drinking. So that's right. And I wasn't able to stay for a lot of that. Uh, normally, I would have. Yeah, but uh, it was just it was fantastic, and well, we're, let, we're blissed to have it here local. Yeah, let me just uh, just say, I'm so grateful that you thought of me. That it's incredible that it was you, actually a, a, a very annoying thing because no, all I could no, think of is I dang should be here. That's right, we all did. To be involved in what you were involved in, you got two things complete, yeah, ready to go. Right, you have something you need to do for yourself. Search out. Oh, I did. A publisher. I did. did. Well, I did. and you know, and, uh, you I know. talked to the guy that is probably going to publish his book. That's right. He, I love yeah, it. I, 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 I laid I the groundwork because I couldn't be there. He pitched my book to the guy. I mean, I came back the next day. He goes, "Oh yeah, you're the guy. Okay, send me this, 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 which I have done." Yeah, yeah. I had I had the groundwork laid for him. It was yeah, I mean, said, yeah. not that he wouldn't have done it anyways. Oh, I know. I mean, but I mean, that generosity to. You've almost got he's the brotherhood of snakes and otters is a very real thing. His dream and and. When he needed a helping hand, well, you were there. I mean, I, I know Imperator has not read any of the the stuff that. No, that, I uh, that uh, you I, need to send it to. I him will so do that. Read I will it. do that. I, yeah. um, but Cajun and I have have read it oh, yeah. multiple times, and I love it. had input, and so has Martin. Yeah. Martin has not read the second book. But he's not read the second book yet. I've had um, a lot of stuff over the years published, and so has Victoria. So I yeah. I, I mean, I so, used to write all the time. I yeah, it's, 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 I it, is a, it is a it is a it is a big deal. It really is. It's a, it's so a, I just I love that you know you guys were able to get within reach of your dreams while mm-hmm. still thinking of me. That means a lot to me. Well, all of us want we all want to be and, able to that published shelf just, one day. Yeah, I mean, I just want to say. Well, don't forget, you know, we still have the Six Nodders books to uh, <laughs> to get going. Well, that, that's mm-hmm. a, a true writer is. Yeah. Well, there's two more seminars and conferences coming up that I'd recommend anybody that ever gets a chance. Twenty books, fifty k coming up in November. Which you're going out to in Vegas, which year. I will be going to. I'll be spending about ten days out there. Um, Five of it's purely the conference. Another half is networking and stuff, enjoying some time. My lady's going to come out with me the first three days, and mm-hmm. I'm sending her butt home on Sunday before the conference actually starts. And, well, yeah, you don't want to be distracted. Uh, yeah. No, no. And um, then the next one I would recommend will be in February, which by a name I'm sure you all all recognize, Kevin J. Anderson. Oh, yeah. It's All-Stars Conference, which will be in Colorado, oh. outside of Denver. What's the one that's in Nashville? Um, there's a big one that's in Nashville, and I cannot remember the name of it. Uh, honestly, now LibertyCon just happened that's over in one. Chattanooga that's or somewhere. It's not Maybe quite it's that Nashville. LibertyCon is a big one because LibertyCon tickets went on sale last week and were sold out within 24 hours. You got to get on wait list. Wow, I missed the tickets this time. I remember because the guys from Jumpmaster I was talking to, and them, and that was yeah, yes. it came it was from one there. of the big ones. It they came go from to. there. Yep. Yeah, so, and I, got, I put my name on the wait list. Uh, it's, so. it's in the southeast part of the country. It's yeah. one of the big ones. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Jumpmaster, by the way, uh, that's one. Uh, Hydra Publications Hydra. is the one. That, the other uh, one. That's is, I, they're here locally, and they're the one that I've uh, submitted to already. That, uh, and he's kind of the sponsor of Imaginarium, right? Or kind of. Uh, the, he's one of the guys that, the one that runs it. To Tony, uh, I don't think he runs it, but uh, certainly a, a vendor he, there. He's, and, he's certainly one of the bigger names there. 
And I'll give a shout out to Three Ravens. They was Three Ravens, Ravens yes. They don't there. publish my genre. But, no, uh, but they're but semi-local. I mean, they're not right here in the Louisville area, but they're West, in the south. He's from West Virginia because he was on the panel. Yeah. The, the guy from Tree Ravens, uh, uh, Hillbilly. Uh, was, Hillbilly, yes. Was on my Excellent was guy. My yeah. Excellent guy, yeah. So yeah he, he's a local southern public. area boy here. Yeah. Yes. I yeah. uh, also want to give a shout out to uh, to, to Greg um, uh the bourbon lover, which we've talked yes. about, yes. Uh, his wife's name is Hallie. Uh, what's the the last name? Um, oh, you would ask uh, me that. I walked into the I'm conversation late, so I don't know. Uh, something Bridge, uh, Bridgman. Mm. I think I it might know. be Bridgman. Uh, okay. I think it's Greg and Hallie Bridgman. Yeah, but a huge shout um, out to but all, huge shout all, out to them. They the, are bourbon ambassadors. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Which was really and cool. Which was they're living. They live in E Town. It was un, an unexpected conversation, and that's kind of what was so great about yes. this. That's why you should have been there. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and there are several people that I, I've talked to both years that I've been. Uh, Lynn Tincher, uh, she I used to work with her. She's a local uh, author uh, that's published through Hydra. It's, it's pretty uh, incredible that that's it's local. Yeah, I mean the, these again, these are most. And I ran into people. a few people that I see out at Twenty Books Fifty K every fall right. when I go. Even uh, Nicole Plummer was on one of the panels about relationships and so forth. Yes. And, Writing it with your just, publisher, it was, it with was your significant other. It was a truly executed event, and yes. that's what was really cool about it. Yeah. It was, really was. Yeah. Tremendous. So, uh, one last thing, because uh, you know, Imaginarium, we could go on and on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just want to give a shout-out to uh, Third Spawn. Uh, I, I, I told him that one of these days I'd like to have him on the uh, the show, so he needed to select a uh, uh, nom du pod. Yeah. And uh, he said, so is uh, St. Thomas Beckett too on the nose? <laughs> no. We could we could do that. We, we could, could work, work with that. that. So St. Thomas at one point will probably be on the show to talk about his experiences. But he just got back from Governor's Scholar, and that's a big deal. Yeah, here in oh, here yes. in Kentucky, here in Kentucky, that is a big deal. It's an intention uh, to keep the brain power here. It is, and to, and and to uh, pretty much he's got a free ride to any Kentucky. Excellent program. I had a stepson who went through Governor's Scholar. Excellent. Had free ride up UK. Yeah, and yeah. almost anywhere he wants to go in in uh, in, in state, state is yeah. a free ride. Uh, and now he also uh, is among truly the elite, uh, just a little over 1% of all ACT mm-hmm. uh, test takers yep. get a perfect score. He is in that elite 1%. Congratulations here, here. Uh, so between that and the governor scholar, uh, uh, third spawn, uh, St. Thomas, has uh, truly set himself up for future success. Uh, the world is the his board. oyster. It is. Uh, he's quite smart. Uh, and I tell you what, he's a changed man coming back from Governor Scholar. Oh, all of he, this in one day, right? Well, he put on well, the overalls. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, you've just seen him for one day. Oh, yes. That. Yes, yeah. he just came back yesterday. Yes, he put on the overalls, and, and he, he, he did the work. He's always mm-hmm. done the work, uh, which is one of the impressive things. Good for him. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, I mean, just uh, his personal skills. You know, I said peopling is hard, uh, but he excelled at peopling. Uh, just in, we went out to the funeral last night, yes, and then to dinner afterwards, and what have you. We just, Trace and I were both struck with um, uh, the changes in him. Isn't that something? Uh, he also dropped about ten pounds. He said, oh, "Good for him." Was there? Looks really good. Well, he, he walked a class uphill both ways, right? Uh, actually, it's fairly flat there at Moorhead State. Yeah. Uh, not like the, WKU. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's definitely not like Hilltoppers, being a Hilltopper, yes. but or, or being at Bellarmine, where right. he where he's definitely going to be able to say that. But uh, uh, you know, and no snow. Uh, mm-hmm. But yes, he, he yeah, it well, was some walking. Though. I mean, Bjorn used to say when he had to walk campus, "I've never had stronger calves." Yes, yes, that is very true. 
All right, so Francis, uh, we need to wrap this up because we just hit two hours. So. Wow, well, well, time well spent, guys. One thing to, to take into consideration, we here at Snakes and Otters have expanded drastically. It's not just that we've expanded to five gentlemen here. It's the equipment. That's right. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Absolutely. We talked about that, yes. We, ha- we have expanded to a Tascam, uh, yes. Mixcast 4, mm-hmm. and we have taken it beyond some of its limitations. That's true. We we uh, have uh, added – you've brought an extra piece of equipment We, we have year, added extra equipment so that we Yeah, that was the Imperator's uh, uh, genius. Yeah, so, so we, can't, we have the capability to have six people on site. Yes. Plus, Excellent. Remote guests now. Yes, Either so we are we are really set up for yeah, uh, taking over the world. That's right, guest speakers. Uh, yeah, bring Zoom it on. Or, or what yes, we we did mention to Greg at uh, Imaginarium we wanted to have him on the show, being a bourbon ambassador. Next yeah, bourbon yeah. show. Yeah, yeah, next bourbon uh, show. We should give him a call because so, he can, he will he will take us to new universes yeah. that we don't you know we, we'll all feel ignorant by the time we're finished. Yeah. And that was after five minutes conversation with him. I realized <laughs> this guy knows his stuff. <laughs> we we can only aspire to be that well, good. Yeah. And for those of you in our audience currently that may want to consider, you know, spreading your your knowledge via snakes and otters, contact us, please. Oh, just being via, contrary and wanting to argue some. Well, That's that true. Too. One of these days we will have to open up we'll the, show to, open to, up the show to, to, to callers. Yeah. And, uh, Absolutely, because, you know, uh, Snakes and Otters at gmail.com. I mean, it's pretty simple. Snakes and Otters podcast. Oh, just, oh, that's right. Yes. Or... Uh, uh, Robert at snakesandotters.com, mm-hmm. Martin at snakesandotters.com, Francis yeah. Cajun and uh, Marcus. Marcus. Yeah. Uh, do we do Marcus or Marcus Aurelius? At, I think we just uh, did Marcus. Marcus. Yeah, Marcus Aurelius is a lot yes. in the mouth. Yeah, it was a bit and much, yes. It was, you know, we, we've got this is uh, this little get together is expanding by leaps and bounds technologically. It is. It is. And it's it's wonderful to see. And intellectually too, since we joined. Exactly. <laughs> Amen to that. Most yeah. days. It oh, is. that was that eagle coming out we were talking about. Hail the empire. Hail to the empire. Hail to the empire. Uh, all right, so Francis, buddy, what's next? We're going to go, and this is a Martinism here. We're finally going to do the helter skelter, helter skelter. We're going to talk about the Manson murders. Back in the ah, 70s. Yeah, we've is, danced around that quite we, a bit. We, we, we've mentioned it very often, and we've never done a deep dive. So we're going to do that next time in here to really – I mean, it's very topical these days because Manson himself has passed away, and there's other other issues in current times. Uh, it's foundational for that – for us as Generation uh, X and for the world itself. So be here next time. You're going to love it. We hope you enjoyed another pointless discussion of eternal questions. Remember, new episodes drop every second and fourth Friday at 6 a.m. Eastern, just in time for your morning commute. And every fifth Friday, we drop a special Hoopajube episode. Spread the word. We are on all the major platforms. And leave us a review. That helps others find us. We're also on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, as well as our website, snakesandotters.com. Join us next time. Same snake time, same otter channel.